All right. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome back. It's the Chronicast. My name's Keegan. My name's Mitch. Hey, you got Trevor here. And I'm Hutch. And we are the Chronicast. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We've got a great episode kind of on current topics, sort of social media and all that. But first, we wanted to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Cinder. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this. Uh, We are all Cinder employees, and they sort of allow us to get away with a lot of stuff, and we really appreciate it. So if you are in the Spokane, Washington area, or the Spokane Valley area, you should definitely check out the fire sale. We've got shit up to 50% off. What are some of the brands that we got going on, Mitch? Oh, Drift Boat, the healing component. We've got Interstellar by DeSauce. There's more to come as well. There's pre-rolls, ounces, wax, eights, all sorts of good stuff on there. It's all pretty good stuff. Um, what has been like, have you gotten anything off of there that you're like, wow, this is crazy? Yeah, the Healing Component is a top shelf company. It's $31.58, normally $45. Uh, phenomenal. Their Bruce Banner rocks my socks. It's one of my favorite strains right now to uh, smoke while gaming. Um, anything from Driftbow is excellent as well. Uh, we have grams of concentrate under $11 right now as well. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. People are always asking about that inner seller, so I'm glad to see it on that permanent sale. Well, I gotta say too, it's been a little bit since I've been in the shop. I work in our offices and I stopped in the other day. I needed to get a little weed. I was running dry. I need to get high. And I walked in. I gotta say, all this stuff just looks amazing though. It was really kind of nice. It took me aback and I was like, shoot, I want to work in the store again because I want to be selling this stuff. Shoot, it looks good. Mm -hmm. You can't beat that 50% price. Fuck. All right, guys. So, some sh- some crazy stuff is happening, but we're going to start off with sort of our backgrounds on social media so you can get kind of like an idea of where we're coming at with this. So I work in social media because I do marketing. I do not use social media, though, my personal self. I hate Instagram. I hate Facebook. I liked it before I started working in cannabis, <laughs> and then they just made me hate it. How about you guys? Uh, I'm also not a huge social media person. Personally, I've literally never been on Twitter. Not once. I don't go there. I've never had an account. I haven't been on Facebook in like 10 years. I do have an Instagram. It's just to share pictures of my dogs with my uh, family. It doesn't live in Spokane. Um, And then Reddit is like my daily driver if I'm going to go to social media. And that's just so I can get my, uh, you know, scroll fix for Mm -hmm. the day. But yeah, I'm a pretty light user as far as that goes. Well, shoot, I remember back in the day, you your top eight friends, that was the big deal right there mm-hmm. was MySpace. And I remember being big onto that and everybody felt like we were going to all be coders one day. I mean, all the HTML script yeah. and you're going through. But a lot of that, you look back, it's kind of easy. You go to the website and they'd be like, yeah, you want this cool theme with fires on the side? Copy, paste. But that was kind of fun. And so that was big when it was all that. And number two, there'd be like the bulletins on the wall and everybody would just answer weird questionnaires and stuff. Yes. And this is what social media kind of was. And it was very, a lot more a close, intimate friends. Facebook kind of enters the game a little bit. And now all of a sudden I have grandma hanging out on Facebook and I'm sorry, grandma, I don't want to talk about weed in front of you. So at that point I kind of stepped away and social media has been a little less. You have the gram and that's more memes. You know, people just send you funny mm-hmm. stuff. So I have that just to be able to kind of see those. And I do like to share them. And so they kind of get, I'm going to say the equivalent of retreat, this get resent out. So there's a lot of use there, but Reddit, I like my Reddit. I like how it can be very personalized. You can kind of be looking for certain things. And at first when I tell people too, I'm like, you know, my social media is Reddit. I really like going on Reddit. People are like, what, what do you mean? How's that social media? And it's like, hey, you know, you, you notice people's usernames. You see the same couple guys in there. So at that point, there's a little community to it. So that's how I'll normally do it and just kind of scroll through that. Yeah. Um, as far as Reddit goes, I'll use it as a tool. But mm. that's about it. Anytime I, I'm looking up anything really abstract, 
Yeah. Reddit, Reddit always has the answer somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but as far as other social medias, you know, when I was young, I was really, no, I wouldn't say really into it, but I was very active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, then I went to college and did a bunch of psychedelics, <laughs> <laughs> realized that social media was the root of all evil. <laughs> so, so I haven't been on my Facebook in probably eight years. And I you. was off of my Instagram for just over five, I believe, until I moved into my new position, uh, purchasing accessories. And it, unfortunately, Instagram is a decent tool for finding new new products. So I, I do use it for work slightly. Otherwise, 90% of the time I spend on Instagram is looking at shit my little brother sends me. I was going to say, I know, because you'll send me some stuff, too. It's always like, hey, Austin sent me this. Yeah, check this out. I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. Man, see, I don't consider Reddit social media because I'm a huge Redditor. Okay. Um, so I'll, I, if we're including Reddit as social media, then I'm on that nonstop. Um, but I, I feel like with social media now, it's how I break it down is with Reddit. I can control how the content is presented to me. I can control the subreddits that I'm in. Like when I'm on Instagram, my account gets sold to people. So like all of a sudden I'm watching, you know, like crazy rich, uh, like Saudi kids or Russian kids. And they're like showing off their fucking tigers and their Lamborghinis and shit. And it's like no point in time. Have I ever searched for this? No. Well, and it goes to, and it's changed so much even where uh, Instagram used to be, it would just be photos was all it was. And now we have these reels or all the little video clips too. And I know that it's them kind of trying to compete with TikTok a little bit. Cause that's the thing that none of us even mentioned. You mentioned Twitter, Mitch, which I gotta say, the only TikTok. (laughs) So it's a, if you have a clock, like an analog clock and the hands move, it's that noise. Uh, but, uh, Uh, with Twitter, I'll use Twitter. The only time I'll do it is, man, my Xbox servers are down or man, what's going on with battlefield? Like what, what the hell are they doing over there? So I have to look it up. You go to Twitter for that because there's some live updates. Don't even have a Twitter account. That's you can see it. And I'm like, perfect. That's all I need that for. Uh, but I think with TikTok, it's almost a little toxic in that sense where it kind of added a lot of this like quick video-ness and you know, vine was really popular there. A lot of people got famous and rich off of vine, which blows me away. 30 second clips. Mm -hmm. But now you see that on Instagram and I'm not as big of a fan of that. And I don't like the way it kind of like rolls through. And it seems like they're always trying to change how it goes. So that way people get more views on certain stuff. It goes through and there'll be a picture and now it's a one second clip. And so then you have to scroll back to see it again. What's going on here? It's and it's interesting. It's changed so much. Yeah. I, I don't use TikTok at all. My wife mm. uses it. And like, uh, it just seems <laughs> like it, you know, like it, it, she'll be watching like, uh, videos on like how to start a business or like cooking. And then all of a sudden out of, uh, the feed comes like, and now all of the conspiracies are coming true. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you listening to? And she's like, I don't know. And all of a sudden told me the end of the world is coming and I can't look away. <laughs> so it's just like creating a divide in your guys's relationship. No, <laughs> it's just weird how like, like YouTube now has gone to the extreme of like anything conspiracy theory they've just gotten rid of. And yeah. I'm a huge, like not conspiracy theory fan, but like I like aliens and like, Oh, let's learn about lizard people. I don't believe in that, but I think it's fun. You can't find that shit anymore. You go on TikTok, It's everywhere. And that was the beauty of YouTube is we always talked about falling down like the YouTube hole where all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Where am I on the Internet right now? And YouTube just to be like, here you go. Everything up until about beheading videos is what you would see. And then you just have to go to other weird websites. It'd be like Newgrounds would have that stuff back in the day. Remember Newgrounds? Shoot. But uh, it's interesting how that's all changed so much. And then even then I will comment on this whole thing where everything's these quick little videos now is what they try to throw in you. And, you know, maybe we don't have any attention span or what YouTube's been doing it, too. I see where they have the YouTube shorts or whatever. And it's that section on my YouTube app that I just kind 
kind of try to scroll over real quick and I'm like, I ain't about that. I want to see my other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think TikTok is all about instant gratification. Yeah. It's about, you know, how do I feel really good in 30 seconds or less? And yeah. eh, I'm looking for more long form information. Generally speaking, if I'm going to spend time on something like that with Vine. It was only six seconds, right? I thought it was, it or, was like or six did, or 30. Maybe it was 30. I thought maybe it was 20. So between <laughs> six and 30 seconds. <laughs> it was I, something short. Yeah. I guess all I remember was it was just so fast. There wasn't enough time to make your stupid political point. Yes. You had to be direct and quick and funny. And mm-hmm. that was it. <laughs> well, and a lot of the people got famous off of that. Um, even here in Spokane, uh, we had like a, a big comedian for the city to come. It was uh, King Bach, who he got famous off of Vine and all this stuff, too. Really funny guy. If you look him up, you'd like recognize him. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of his little clips. And it's mostly just some stupid little funny thing. And it's amazing how now, you know, somebody's career can just take off because they literally post a series of six to 30 second clips, whatever they are. <laughs> but, you know, you, you post some of that and it makes me look back and I'm like, shoot, should I have been posting some of that stuff? Because I like to record. I guess here's the one thing that. I never even commented on Snapchat. I like Snapchat. I'll make my Snapchat videos. I send off my stupid Snapchats. I can draw on it. I can do the silly little things. And I like to think I'm a at home comedian, you know, half baked one. And so I do like that. Um, but shoot, shoot, I've been putting some of those on Vine or on TikTok or whatever these things are now where people blow up and all of a sudden you get to drive a nice car, you get to travel and do all this fun stuff all because you're a pretty funny person. And it's exposed on the Internet. You don't have to go stand in a comedy club anymore and, you know, do your stand up. That's not how you make it anymore. You don't have to be Jerry Seinfeld. You just have to have a phone. How much of that success is even real? Like it takes yeah. nothing to go rent a car and take a video in front of it. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Like how true. many of these Lamborghinis are actually owned by these content producers? Like four. I, you know, <laughs> the same four. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, so it's hard to even say just from a, you know, viewer standpoint, how much success is actually being generated by these platforms. Now I'm sure there's some. I'm sure that's real, but I, I don't think it's just as easy as having a funny idea, putting out one TikTok, and then all of a sudden you're a multimillionaire. Like, I, I think it's a grind, like just like anything else. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's kind of funny when you mention that, though, where it's like none of it's even the real stuff. It reminds me of, I don't know if you guys are fans of Lil Dicky at all, Dave. And oh, yeah. uh, he has the music video with Fetty Wap. It's Save That Money. And I love it because they go around and they ask people, hey, you have this like beautiful house. Mm, yeah. Can we film a music video in here? <laughs> and I just kind of love that because it makes me think of that where it's like, yeah, honestly, for a lot of that stuff where you kind of show it off or whatever, or you make these little funny videos. Because I will say there's still a good amount of like YouTube content creators that just make genuinely just like funny videos. They want to be comedians and make something kind of cool. And I really enjoy that. But a lot of the stuff, it's like, man, they can't own all these cars and stuff because they're literally kids. A lot of them are like 16, 17, 18, you know, young 20s. They don't own all of this, I wouldn't think, at least. And so I think a lot of it, it is totally just like a rental thing. So I think I'm going to open up my own rental agency. If you guys need some <laughs> cool cars or a house to go to, I don't have those things, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember like Cribs? Yes, uh, yes. Like it turned out that it was like most of those people didn't actually own those homes or they had really? rented those cars. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, mm. you're telling me Ice Cube doesn't actually live in that mansion? No. Ice Cube might like some of them were real, but it was like he owned that mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Yin Yang twins or something like that, like had this giant mansion and like 20 cars and I remember being like how the fuck do the Yin Yang twins have all this stuff? They have like one hit. Turned out they didn't own any of it. <laughs> that one hit let them rent it for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's just so funny how like we've gone from like uh like on TV lying about stuff to now it's just like everyday people can lie about how rich they are. 
Yeah. Well, it's crazy just because everything's on social media. You know, it's just such like a impactful thing in that sense and how you can just pull out your phone and you can see anything. I mean, even shoot what's going on on the east side of the world right now. Mm -hmm. You pull out your phone, you go up on Reddit and all of a sudden you watch a hospital get bombed over in Ukraine. What? It's just it's bizarre to be able to see that stuff. You used to only have to read it in a newspaper, be told it or maybe you learn it in history class. No, this stuff's just happening on right now and you can see all of it live as it's going. Uh, I saw one clip and this is, you know, when all this kind of started over there in Ukraine, what blew me away is there's uh, paratroopers jumping out of an airplane and they're recording themselves. How weird, because you wouldn't see soldiers recording themselves doing that before, but now it's something where you almost don't even bat an eye. You're like, oh yeah, there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Like I like to, you know, you wake up and it's like you do your little doom scroll and, uh, I like to get updates on it. And then I also like to watch uh, crazy fucking videos. I don't know if you're ever on that subreddit, but man. Is it just called crazy fucking videos? Yeah, it's literally just called crazy fucking videos. And it's like every day I wake up and it's like, oh, I've seen 10 people die today. And it hasn't even been like my coffee's done. (laughs) Hold my feeding tube is another subreddit that is like that. (laughs) And that is all people dying or getting seriously injured. I cannot believe this content is legal to have on the internet, but it's there. (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of like live leak. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Well, and I know the joke always a little bit is, well, why does, you know, this generation right now, why do we have so much like mental illnesses? And it's like, well, I grew up watching beheadings and weird shit like this because it's just on the internet now. Used to not be there. Everything used to seem a little bit more hunky-dory and peachy. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, everything's kind of fucked up. I mean, to be fair, like, especially with warfare. Yeah, to be fair. uh, With warfare specifically, I think the best time in media was when Walter Cronkite was around, right? I think that's Vietnam War and Mm -hmm. we were putting out all of these horrible shit and it changed how we looked at warfare as a society and I think to some extent social media is allowing that to happen again uh, there's a, a new level of honesty um, that comes with being exposed to those kinds of things and no it's not fun to watch and yeah it's going to hurt your brain a little bit but I think it's good to be aware of the real human consequences that come along with things like this it forces you to to critically think about your positions on things on these real world consequences absolutely it does especially because you see them happening right then and there and it's not something you're being told later and even some of these things shoot there's live videos of where they're out there marching and that's right now today in this moment which is just very crazy to kind of think about that because even then that whole live aspect i mean it would only be on the news they'd have live coverage and that was a crazy thing everything's live now yeah, you'd no longer have to wait for the five and six o'clock news, no. the news break at noon or whatever. It's you can literally watch as, you know, like the bombings are coming down like uh, uh, my girl, my wife likes to put on uh, uh, the, they have like live streams, you know, of Ukraine. And so, like, we'll sit there when the, we don't have anything and it's, you're just watching it. And then all of a sudden it's like the nighttime is daytime and you're just seeing the background, yeah. just all of these lights and everything. And it's just like. This is nuts. I don't have to wait for the news to finish. Sometimes, like, while you're watching the news, while the reporter is talking, there's a bomb going off behind them. Yeah. No, it's insane. And then what blows me away a little bit is that there is still so much... 
I guess I'm going to say propaganda that's out there, though, yeah. just because we do have this asset of being able to look at it. Now, here's the thing, too. There is the chance that a lot of it could be fabbed. It could be faked or whatever. Or, you know, it is trying to tell a narrative. Everything's always trying to tell a narrative. But it's interesting uh, that, you know, people still might have disbelief or be like, no, that's not happening. And it's like, well, let me just show you this clip. No, that didn't happen. Well, let's go visit the site. It's not there anymore. They got blown up, etc. And so it, it's just a little interesting that uh, you can almost get away with the propaganda in that sense. But if you think about it. It's just how it's curated towards you. And it's what you look for. You know, we go onto Reddit and we go to crazy fucking videos and all this other stuff there. You could go to something which is just the world is awesome. And then you could just see really cute little animals and sweet little things. But you almost tailor it to yourself in that sense. So it's like, well, okay, there's the devils for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we're approaching a new level of accountability for people that are in power, that are in government, because there's so much (laughs) easy access to videos about current, you know, events that are going on um, that. You know, we could record a um, session that we're at live where the president is talking and maybe CNN or Fox News or whoever edits something out that they didn't like or they, you know, tailor the message to fit their narrative. But, you know, if someone like you and I are there and record it, we upload that raw video and now all of a sudden the whole thing is there in the full suite, right? There's no, there's no cuts. There's no editing. There's no narrative. It just is what it is. And, uh, social media is a powerful tool in that uh, regard. If we use it correctly. Mm-hmm. No, I would totally agree. There is a lot more accountability with it. Uh, and, but beyond that, I imagine then with all that accountability, it also comes and you have to be a little bit shysty or I'm going to say, if you're some of these people where you do want to spin it and hide these truths or these facts, or you want people to believe, especially your populace, you're in charge of a country and you want them to follow you, you have to hide these things. And so I bet it actually adds a lot of complexity to that too, where you have to be careful who's around you and who's exposed to you in that sense. And that, uh, you know, none of those things get out. Well, what was it on the, uh, Russian state TV? They had a producer that held up a sign, you know, that said like no war. And then Everything that you're in Russian, it was like everything that we are saying on here is fake and propaganda. And yeah, they and got disappeared and they all got of a found sudden up. you couldn't. Find, yeah, they got found, thankfully. But there was a while where it was going. And I will say I kept up to this because of Reddit and they had their live mega thread on it where mm-hmm. they're posting all their updates on it. And there was a while where they're like, we've checked into all the police stations. We checked in. They can't find where this person's in custody. Obviously, they're gone at that point. But where are they at? And so I'm really glad to hear when they were found. And it's like, well, they are being detained by the state. Okay, understandable with what's going on there and what you did. But also, thank you. I think that's great for people to see that. Because also, if you're sitting at home and you're getting fed this, and you know, over here in America, we always tease and say, do you watch CNN or do you watch Fox or whatever Mm -hmm. there? And then it kind of goes and people arguing bigger. Well, that's because you watch this. Well, that's because you watch that, whatever. Well, when you're in Russia, this is Russian national TV. This is all you kind of have to an extent right there. You're watching it. And for somebody to come up and and hold that sign up, that's pretty powerful. That's a good moment because it shows, hey, wait a second. I hope at least some people are like, wait a second. You know, this might not be real. Um, kind of on that note, it's been interesting. Some of these soldiers that have been uh, either have surrendered or have been captured that are like, you know, Russian soldiers. And they tell their story of this is what we were told when we came in here was that Ukraine wanted us to come. And because they're having issues with terrorism in their own country and we're here to help out, we're kind of being big brother. Little did they know they're being a mean big brother right now. And some stuff's going on. Yeah. Yeah. One cool thing I would say about social media, given that none of us are big on it, is what would have happened to that protester had it not been for the current state of social media. She she was smoked if that was the case, because uh, a the rest of the world wouldn't have even known it happened. You know, 
And so, so that is one of the cool things about social media. Certainly. Totally agree. And it's really morbid to say it, but at that point, without that accountability of that person, they could just have been deleted at that point and they're gone. But it's like, no, you can't do that because there is that accountability factor. Like you say, Mitch, where, Hey, this person was a thing and now everybody knows who they were. They almost became an overnight celebrity in a sense. Well, and how, how important that is for the Russian people, yeah. right? Cause like the government aside, all of that, like the Russian people are getting fed a certain narrative, right? Yep. And this is allowing them to actually have a little bit more truth and honesty, or at least, you know, just a raw cut of what is actually going on. Like, I, I think that'd be hugely impactful for them as a people, like, cause you know, pro against whatever you're actually able to make a decision that's based on reality, not based on whatever you're being fed. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big thing. And I know there's a lot of comfort in just being able to be told something and to follow blindly, I'm going to say. But I think it's a really important thing right now is for people to actually be able to come up with their own judgments and their own ideas and to really fully understand what they believe. And man, we all get tired and there's been so much going on in the world. Are you kidding me? And there is so much, um, I guess I'll just say controversy for an easy word to throw in there where people just want to go with one or the other, you know, whether it's like your family, your friends, those who are around you, your circle, they tell you one thing. It's important to take a second just to sit down gather your own information, I believe, and kind of make your own just informed decision. And I don't say that you need to now go turn around and start blurting it around to everybody, but it's important for yourself and I feel like your core beliefs to kind of be able to hold that. Mm-hmm. I think something that uh, is scary, and I wondered if this would happen going into this whole situation with Ukraine and Russia was, I don't know if you guys saw, but Zelensky uh, gave up and it was like a, a Russian hacker had uploaded, you know, a really? deep fake of Zelensky onto like the Ukrainian like state media and it was Zelensky giving up and it was luckily a very poorly done deep fake but like I mean the majority of like video tutorials that I watch are from Russia like (laughs) you know what I mean it's like at this point it's like did they just like hire the B squad or something like that (laughs) I know that they got people that are really fucking good at this shit Totally. No, I actually, and I remember hearing about this, the deep fake, but I never actually saw it. And so it makes me curious because since then I'll say, I saw a pretty good deep fake and they took in glorious bastards and yeah. it's where he comes up and they have the German soldier, right. And uh, they have Zelensky's face on him. And then, uh, you know, the soldier of course is going to be Putin and he beats him with the baseball bat. Uh, there you go. But I know a lot of people were probably cheering at home, but here's the thing almost. That's kind of funny that gets posted on the internet. I wonder if there's got to be somebody out there who has fed that and was like, hey, look what actually happened in the real world. Because mm-hmm. that was a good looking deep fake. That was good. That was like when, uh, you well, even in the Star Wars, they did that deep fake right there uh, of Luke Skywalker, which looked pretty good. Uh, if you're familiar, Corridor Digital, I really like those guys yeah. on YouTube, a great FX uh, company. And they do like an even better deep fake of it where you're like, wow, you know, it's like really looks good with being Luke Skywalker. Uh, at that point, somebody could believe that's real. So I bet somebody out there was like, yeah, Putin just got beat in with a baseball bat. What? Well, unfortunately, I got some bad news for you. That isn't what happened there. That was just a really good edit. Uh, it's kind of interesting that it comes, you know, full circle right back down to the propaganda. And I wonder if there's people out there feeding that around. Maybe in Ukraine, they're like, hey, check this out, you know, to give people morale and kind of, uh, you know, perk them up a little bit. Yeah. Did you watch uh, the book of Boba Fett? I have not watched it yet. No, I'm a terrible, terrible fan of Star Wars. How dare, dare you? I know, and Obi-Wan's <laughs> coming out. That's what I'm really looking forward to. That I will say, um, my, my issue is I don't watch too much TV. I'm that guy. I watch my YouTube and I play my video games or I scroll Reddit apparently. Uh, but I've been trying to watch more stuff. I would, I would suggest checking it out. It's not as good as you would hope since it's Boba Fett, but there's like an entire <laughs> episode or two 
that has Luke Skywalker. I, I, spoilers, spoilers. I don't know if this is spoiler. Spoiler alert. But, Turn off uh, right now. <laughs> there's like one or two episodes with Luke Skywalker. Like it's 30 minutes of Luke Skywalker talking with uh, Grogu, and it, it, it looks and sounds exactly like what you would imagine a middle-aged Luke Skywalker would look like. Totally, where it looks like it's like Mark Hamill still or something. Yeah, that's like that. Mark Hamill. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like. This is crazy because I remember when they first did it in the Tron in like, what was it, 2004, 2005 or whatever, when they remade that one and then they tried to like de-age people and that was the start of the deep fake technology. And now it's, what is it? It's less than 20 years later and we've got it not perfected, but it's now at the point to where you have to hire a deep fake expert to counter a deep fake. And where are we at in 10 years? You know what I mean? Like we have supercomputers now, like the new MacBooks that just came out are like, you know, like that little tiny Mac studio thing is like 64 times faster than the most expensive Mac pro that they had before. Like this technology is just rapidly, rapidly moving. It's insane. Well, and and things have changed so much. And actually I know this was something we had talked about earlier in the week was I brought up, uh, there's this guy, Otis Johnson, and he was in prison for 44 years. And this happened. I mean, this was actually, it looks like it was about like like six, seven years ago is when he came out. So he was locked up in the seventies, 44 years later, it's 2015, 16 or whatnot. And he's walking around New York city and just his, uh, they, they, they film all this and talk about, I think it was like on the morning show or CBS or something covered it. And it was amazing because he was just blown away by how New York was and how the world's changed so much, which also, you know, I'm kind of like, dang, did you not see any of this while you're going through prison? But I have no idea. And so uh, he walks through and he's walking by all the, the windows in Times Square and stuff. And there's all the advertisements and stuff. And there's McDonald's and just like TV ads and whatever BS on there. And he's just blown away. He's like, back in the day, you look at windows and all you see is people walk by. <laughs> now this is all here or whatever. And everybody has earbuds in. He's like, you know, it was, everybody looks like they're FBI or CIA, he says, because you would see people and they'd be wearing earbuds and only if that was it. But instead, it's people on their, uh, what is it called, he says? Oh, yeah, iPhones. And it's just, it's amazing how we've gone so far, especially with technology. Shoot, every single year. I know we talked about this a lot last time. I love VR. And this was not something that I thought I could just go home casually, throw on this piece of plastic on my forehead, and all of a sudden I'm in a different world swinging swords at stuff. This isn't real. And so it's crazy technology how it kind of flies by like that. And really we get these huge leaps and advancements. Mm -hmm. Did you ever, did any of you guys ever go to the uh, Pacific Science Center over in Seattle? Yes. Um, Did you guys ever do when they had the the AR like uh, basketball game? No, what no. is this? So it was like this. I'm intrigued. Um, it was a giant green screen, and you would put on this green glove, and you would watch a screen, and you could like play a game of basketball against, you know, like Sean Kemp or whatever. Oh, that is sick. It, it wasn't like very good. Yeah. But I mean, like when you're 12, you're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. This is the bee's knees. And yeah. I remember at that time being like, this is cool, but like, this isn't ever going to go anywhere. This is. You know, this is just too complex. And now it's just like, no, you can literally go into another world now. Shoot, even with like Pokemon Go on your phone and it has like yeah. an AR camera on there. Mm-hmm. Like that's still really cool. And that's a kind of like a fun thing in that sense. So I do really appreciate that. I think that's sick. Um, I think AR has like a huge implication uh, in a sense right there. You know, what it comes to is the the hardware, the equipment, actually like what you put on your face or how it gets projected up 
how that is. Uh, but I know like Microsoft was working it for a while and they had a little showcase and they showed it off and they had this table, just a square table and they had like a Minecraft world built on yeah. it. And somebody was running around playing Minecraft and you could see it like real life through the glasses as you would see it like develop up and you're like, oh, that's so cool. And I feel like especially for, you know, sitting down having board meetings for engineering and a lot of this stuff right there to be able to see something in a digital space, but in the real world as you're sitting there, that has huge implications. Yeah. Well, uh, what was it? It's uh, the HoloLens, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just imagine like in the future, instead of, well, I'm sure you could do it with CAD, but like you would just, you know, throw it into Unreal Engine 5 and then all of a sudden it's like, this is exactly what our uh, building will look like. We can now take a virtual tour. Everyone put your headset on and put onto the little treadmill thing and we're going to do a tour real quick. Totally. you can just sell an entire like building off of this stuff now. Well, and they do some stuff like that where it'll be like, like for like machinery, uh, you know, for a lot of these like big uh, companies that, you know, produce a lot of products. They do have like these uh, virtual walkthroughs of the machines so that you can sit there and you can like kind of walk up and hit the button to see like, okay, so now I'm going to make the machine run and we're packaging whatever, or, you know, insert whatever the machine is here. Very interesting. So there is a huge space of that when it's like that, but we don't see that for other smaller sales. And I know, I think uh, I was looking at one of the car companies, they do something like that where you can do a whole virtual walkthrough of a car you can put on a headset and you can be like you're in the car that's really cool and i will say from being somebody who uses the virtual reality when it's filmed and it's actually like a real life thing it's not something that's rendered it's not like a video um or or, you know in the digital space it looks so real because it is truly real footage and we have such great cameras now to capture it all wow i think that's really cool so shoot instead of car shopping can you even give it where it's like can i get the driving experience while i'm in this too so i don't have to leave my home odor my car which is kind of weird because they let you do that now. You can go on the website and just order a car blind. And I'm like, unless you know exactly that's what you want, that seems scary. I got to get behind the wheel. I need to put my hands on it. I need to hit the pedal, see how it feels. Maybe we won't have to do that one day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What I want to see is the, uh, I've seen them start kind of do it, but they make 360 like movies. And so it'll be, you know, like a maybe a five minute scene is all I've seen now, yeah. but it's like, an entire five minute scene in which you don't have to stare where the director said that you should be staring. Yeah. There can be an entire story folding, unfolding around you that no one even like had the uh, gumption of knowing because they're staring this way. And then everyone else was like, well, I wonder what's behind them. You know, even actually thinking about that, you make that point where my brain went with it is shoot, you know, you you film a 30 minute movie clip or whatever like that. There could be so much more rewatchability of it because Mm -hmm. there could be so much going on. It could be a scene where you're running through a crowd and something's going on. Oh, no, this building's falling or something, you know, like some whatever, something really interesting. But to be able to go back and watch it over and over and over again and look around, actually, that's kind of cool. There could be a whole market right there. Okay, delete this from the podcast, guys. This is how we get rich. No, No, but that would be really cool. Um, I have done something kind of similar. They'll do NBA games and they will mm. throw down a 360 camera on the court side and you can sit there at home with your oculus quest on and you can all of a sudden be watching the miami heat play and you're like oh this is kind of cool or whatever and it's live when they do that i like that that's kind of fun especially because a lot of the times when they've done that at first it was always free events now they're maybe like 30 bucks for the pass for the season and i'm like hey that's still not that bad because all of a sudden it'll be like how the nfl game day passes or whatever it's 300 bucks for the whole season to watch all the games and you're like man it gets a little pricey just to watch a bunch of football can you imagine watching a show like Black Mirror? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh it'd be terrifying. I, I always go back. My favorite slash least favorite episode of that show is the horror um, where he puts on the, the video game headset. Right. And he goes through like the horror game where he has to make all the decisions and move through the creepy house. I can't fucking imagine watching that episode 
with a headset on and actually being there. Oh my God, jump out of your pants. I mean, you, it's already hard well, enough to play a horror game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean I have to open this door, but I know it's on the other side. I'm just not going to hit the button. I win, right? I never die. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't progress, but yeah. I didn't lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, that would, yeah, that would be terrible. I can't watch Black Mirror because I feel like it's just like, this is what the future is. Yeah. Uh, too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys watch a lot of like, I'm going to say like spooky content, scary stuff. Do you guys try to scare yourself a good yeah. amount? But yeah. Uh, when you guys do it now, do you have your lights on or do you have your lights off? Do you try to get fully immersed or do you try to uh, re- keep some sanity? Immersion, baby. Oh, okay, that depends. Do I have to work tomorrow? Like, do I have to sleep tonight? Because if it's Friday night, it's lights off, full immersion. Let's try to scare the shit out of ourselves, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it's Monday or Tuesday and I have to sleep tonight, I don't need to be, uh, you know, waking up with a start at every creak and uh, you know, yeah, weird off your noise. Your dog's clacking around on the hardwood <laughs> yeah, floor. You hear yeah. it's nails and you're exactly. like, uh-uh, nope, something's here. We might have a light on. Yeah. You know, a night light, you could say. Uh, but no, for the most part, it's full immersion. I want if I'm watching scary, let's let's get scared. Yeah, is that how you guys are too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it. If you're gonna do it, don't <laughs> don't half-ass it. Yeah, like the month of October, Ooh. I don't sleep at all. Um, <laughs> this explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, did anyone wonder what the October, the October stuff was about? Well, and I was going, and I was just like, yeah, you know, our marketing sure have been creative, and also I haven't seen Keegan in like weeks <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, but like, I don't watch too many scary movies outside of that. But it's like the month of October. I'm just like, spooky all fest. The, no one can turn lights on. We have to watch a scary movie a night. Yeah. And then like, while I'm working, I'm in my like little cove area. All the lights are off and I have like scary podcasts going on. What's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. Like what's the, what's the one that scared you the most? Um, I think... Like, as an adult, I think Witch was one of my scariest ones because that's such, like, a like such a scary time, especially because it's, like, you don't know what's out there. And, like, they do tell you, you know, it's like, oh, there, there are vampires and there are werewolves and there are witches. And this family just gets kicked out of their village and they have to move miles away from anyone. And then all of a sudden... Their daughter goes missing, and it's like, what is this? Is this real? My daughter, my other kids are saying that there's, like, weird stuff going on, but I'm an adult, so I know better than that. But I'm also an adult in, like, what is it, 1600, 1400? And you're just like, I don't fucking know. But as a kid, Chucky. Chucky was the scariest thing in the world. (laughs) Like, I'm really good at, like, visualizing things. As an adult now, I find it it's a, a a great thing to have. But as a child, I was really good at visualizing things. And it was like you could just say Chucky, and it was like Chucky was right there. I could visualize Chucky attacking me, and it's just like I'd have full blown panic attacks. Is this how your parents would like discipline you a little bit? Like, don't make us say the ch word. No, no, my brother would. I can't believe I'm gonna say. So my brother would torture me. So uh, it would be like uh, we'd be home all alone. And, like, in the early 90s, Chucky was always on because it was such, like, a phenomenon. And so, like, he one time at we (laughs) – my mom, like, this is too much, but my mom didn't, like, watch us a whole lot. But we had a TV in every room because that's what raised us. And so he put on Chucky every single 
TV in the house. <laughs> and so like hide the remote. Yeah, yeah. It was like I walked out of the bathroom and I saw it. And then I saw him. He like pulled the door shut and then like chased me throughout the entire house. And then he like I ran into my room. He came into my room, locked the door and is like holding me down, making me watch Chucky. Oh my God. And it's just like, ah! <laughs> it's like, I watched like an entire, you know, like Chucky marathon. Cause my mom wasn't there that night. And it's just like, cool. And like, and I didn't sleep for three years. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like Freddy Krueger. Mm, Ooh, is that what got you? scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Chucky, I was, I don't know, never really scared me. I think, mm. I think it was just like, you were like oh, I he's a doll. doll. Yeah, I almost kick him. Or, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I was at my grandparents' house once and they, you know, shooed the kids to the basement. And so we went and turned on TV and it was just a scene in like a, a hospital room and Frey Krueger comes out of nowhere and like drags the woman up the wall and there's like a blood streak coming down. Mm. Gotcha. Five years of nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) But then as an adult, I would say um, Amneville Horror was a good one. That's a really good one. The Descent. That was. Yep. I don't even remember the basis of it, but I remember something that was kind of interesting um, and an interesting kind of like social element is it was way scarier in a movie theater mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people that mm-hmm. were terrified whereas then it got released you know eight months later and we watched it again and i was like yeah yeah but wasn't bad but having you know these especially because i was probably like 14 ish or so when it came out so having all these full-grown men behind you screaming bloody murder it just adds to the <laughs> adds yeah. to the experience of terror my favorite part about that movie specifically, and I had the collector's editions. I've watched all the behind the scenes <laughs> shit. They didn't tell the actresses in that movie anything about the creatures before the first time that they filmed that creature actually interacting with them. So they, the reactions on screen that they captured are legitimate. It was the first time they'd ever That's actually genius. seen. Oh, mm. it was yeah, crazy. I, I would have been pissed personally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that oh, that. Well, movie but is you nuts. knew what you were signing up for. In that no, yeah, I mean, just the claustrophobia yeah. element of that yeah. movie alone was enough to make you breathe hard. But yeah. Anyway, see, for me, growing up, the movie that really did me in uh, was Signs. I remember seeing signs as a kid and what kind of, I mean, and even then I was like, you know, border teenager. And, uh, it was the fact that the spooky things can get you during the day. It was the fact that when the aliens come into the house and it's like middle of broad day, cause always before it's like, look out for nighttime. It's like, well, you just run really fast when you turn the lights off and you lock your doors and you hide under the blankets. Everything's okay. Oh no. You're telling me I could be eating breakfast, eating my, eating my cornflakes. And all of a sudden the aliens going to come get me. So that scared me really bad where it was like, okay, got to sleep with a blanket over my head forever. My parents like, why'd we make him watch this or whatever? It's like, are you kidding me? And that kind of twisted a little bit there. But now I would say like as an adult, I have a little bit of a harder time with scary movies. Not that I don't like watching them. I love watching scary movies. I have a hard time almost getting scared by them a little bit. So for me, what I look for personally, you know, you get a good thriller and it gets your heart going or whatever like that. And you're like, okay, you know, this is a good movie still, but I want to see something scary. That's where I've really evolved to where it's almost even like, let's say Cloverfield where the whole movie, you're like, oh, I just want to see the spooky thing that they, you know, show or whatever. I just got to see, oh, you see a tentacle here or whatever like that. You see it stomped down somewhere. Okay. What does it actually look like? And so that's what I look for a lot in like scary movies is I want to see like a good monster. The issue, though, is with a lot of them, you, know, you get some B scary movie yeah. and all of a sudden the monster is just like, OK, that's a bed sheet or something. You know, so it doesn't look that good. Uh, I watched. Uh, was it Quiet Place here just the other day? And 
I'd seen it before, but I'll be honest, I was so high when I watched it. It was just like, yeah, it kind of went over me. Watched it again in some of those scenes and you really kind of looked at the monsters like, okay, they did a good job there. I mean, you can tell it's all CGI and whatnot like that, but that's a good spooky looking creature. And I appreciated that where I just want to be scared in that sense. That's what I look for. Um, but I haven't gone to a movie theater in a while, like kind of like what Hutch said right there, to see a scary movie. But I remember the one in the movie theater that was definitely probably the best. I just remember this moment, Insidious. And it wasn't even the movie Insidious. It was the opening title screen where it just blurts out Insidious. And there's that super loud, almost orchestra in the background. Everybody jumps because you're on edge. You know you're at the scary movie. I kind of like that. I missed that a little bit. Uh, which actually I'm a little glad too that we can go to movie theaters and it's kind of like, you know, you can do that again. Um, and one thing I was joking about is, you know, we, we kind of come out of COVID and the benefit that I really liked is uh, when you order movie seat tickets, either seat on either side of you is now grayed out. And I'm like, this should be here forever because nobody yeah. wants to go to the movie theater and have somebody sit next to them. It's the best thing. It's like, yeah, give me my space. And so I feel like I need that much arm space. I just don't want somebody breathing on me or talking to me. That's what it is. I don't want somebody talking to me and be like, no, dude, I'm, I'm here with my buddies or anybody else. Not here to make friends at a movie theater. Yeah. I like to munch popcorn and I'm always afraid that I'm like the really annoying guy. That's like, you <laughs> know, like constantly popcorn. sitting next to you just... <laughs> And there's always two type of popcorn eaters. There's the one where it's like one at a time and it's not painfully slow, but you're just like, it's a constant slow, like awkward silence and then crunch, 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 crunch. Or there's, and I'm in this boat too, where I'm just like shovels of handful yeah. of popcorn yeah. and I'm just like, not mouth wide open, but might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> you're just eating popcorn. Totally. Oh, I love it. And you brought in like the extra bag of like M&Ms so you can yeah. dump it in there. Well, and, and then I make all your wrappers and shit. And I make sure like, I just bring in empty wrappers and I just sit there and I'll freak <laughs> yeah. them up. And I'm just like, yeah, people, I'm just like, oh, are you trying to enjoy the movie? Well, let me see if I can like. <laughs> yeah, and you're trying to do it nice and slow. And it's worse because instead you're like. And you're like, just get it over with. <laughs> Rip off the band-aid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the movie's called, um, but it's like they're in a cabin. It's it's all cabin in the woods. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's, not that. it's all like uh, you know home camcorder filmed and they're in a cabin in the woods and there's like a witch out there um, Blair Witch Blair Witch yes that's what <laughs> yeah. it is scared the shit out of me as a child um, as an adult it I have a thing with clowns like that movie is just fucked for me mm-hmm. um, my wife loves that shit too so that's one of her favorite ways to fuck with me like it's date night she's like hey you want to watch it let's do chapter two this time it's like oh this is sweet I'm gonna have nightmares it's awesome Should 29 I scared of clowns fuck yeah do I need to cancel the clown that's gonna be a birthday party <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want me to get in a fight I mean <laughs> okay actually I might be down for this I'll have to pay the guy extra and let him know you might get punched yeah, gonna get punched <laughs> isn't there that creepy clown in Florida that it's like chuckles or something like that there's like a guy that you can call to be like a creepy clown guy yeah because do you remember oh, a God. few years ago there was like all of those that rash of like clown sounds in the woods oh, yeah. and stuff yeah. yeah it was started by a guy that you could call no way and his name was like chuckles or whatever and you would call him and leave a voice message and be like hey my kid is having, you know, like a birthday party. And I want to fuck him up a little bit. Yeah. I don't think anyone sent him <laughs> no, to their yeah. kids, but it'd be like, yeah. my friend's afraid of clowns. And then he just like shows up. Yeah. He just shows up and he's like very, like I've seen like footage of it. He's just very creepy. Well, and I've seen a lot of that too, where it's just like, you know, the clown standing in the, it's like the edge of the forest or just yeah. like watching you and stuff. So do you think he has like chuckles LLC? Like, is this a legitimate business? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what it seems like. I mean, after John Wayne Gacy, why are we doing the clown shit? Like, really? Come on. We know how this ends. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Those damn rope tricks. (laughs) (laughs) But... 
had John Wayne Gacy had social media at the time, do you think he would have been caught or do you think he would have been able to lure more people? Ooh, uh, I mean, a paper trail or a digital trail is always a bad thing if you're a criminal. So I, I'd lean towards he would have been caught more, but he might have killed more people before he was caught. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I think social media, he would have got caught. I mean, we saw Reddit caught the Boston bombers and whatever like that. I thought that that was kind of interesting. It's a bunch of these, you know, internet warriors sitting on the toilet at work, taking a shit, but they're like, wait a second. I know the street corner. Wait a second. I know these people. And all of a sudden everybody's putting all their information together. It's that whole hive mind of the internet sometimes where people really get in on it. Uh, so I'd say you would have got caught a little bit quicker. Cause we got some Reddit action on there. But Reddit also, before they caught the real people, they, they kind of set up a wrong person. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes shooters got to shoot and he's got to see what happens. He's got to break into a business to make it on. <laughs> That's what I wonder about is like in the future, is it just going to be, you know, like, hey guys, we've got a bunch of social media footage. Could someone parse through this? <laughs> Is that like a position that somebody's going to work? And it's like, hi, thanks for being a police officer or working here at the detective agency. Here's a bunch of Reddit threads. Sort through it. Find <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, in New York and D.C., there was a guy that was killing homeless people. And they only found out that the killer was the same person because uh, the detective from either New York or D.C. happened to be on Facebook looking through stuff and saw an article that said, you know, like gave the description and yeah. everything. And he was like, that guy's in our town too. Well, you would almost, what blows me away right there and just saying, and this is, I guess, where my ignorance is going to show for this whole process. Why wouldn't all of that just be in one communal database system where they would run it across each other and be like, hi, okay, here's literally like the same thing, same description. It should at least be flagged a little bit and let's look into that, right? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. <laughs> I mean, unless it's gotten elevated to some kind of federal law enforcement, yeah. there's no way. Like those uh, kinds of databases don't exist between local agencies. I guess not totally, but shoot, you almost wish that there would be. But then also, you know, in some of these smaller towns, you know, you get somewhere like right out of Spokane. We have what, like Reardon or something like that. So they have their police force right there. Yeah, I don't think that that guy is going to be reaching out to D.C. and saying, no. hey, what do you guys got going on over there? Totally. That makes sense. Well, just think how like easy, like this is creepy, but it's like uh, I think like the solving a murder has like a 60 percent. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the solve case is 60 percent. Just think how easy it is to just get from like Spokane to Seattle to Portland to San Francisco, to LA, then you can go to San Diego. Like mm-hmm. you can do multiple cities, you know, all within a week. Yeah. And they don't have cooperation. You just pick a random person. Yeah. It's, I don't Keegan, know. Do we need to talk about something? No. <laughs> no. Well, that, I, well, I was going to say, it makes me think about too, is like Dexter. Uh, yeah. I really like the show Dexter. I thought that was really good. Ending, we won't talk about that for now. And yeah. uh, But I, I really enjoyed that show. And it's it's that sense, you know, where like, and for him, it was like, well, I'm going to be like a good guy serial killer. But also just how it really portrayed it in that sense of being easy to get away with it. Yeah. And at that point too, if you're able to travel, because shoot, you could drive from here to Seattle to Portland today. And mm-hmm. you'd be able to do that today. And at that point, wow, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Just actually, even though we look at it like locations, these are so far away. It's like, oh, you know, it's a whole day trip over there. No, it's not. It's a couple hours. And so to kind of think about that case, you could literally be getting away with murder. Yeah. Well, uh, I used to work for the news and uh, Washington has had some pretty crazy fires. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know this for sure, but there was always like chatter that there was uh, like a guy that might have been 
going from areas and setting places on fire because it would just like pop up out of nowhere. And there could have just been, you know, like, uh, uh, what is it? Like a ember or whatever could have just floated to a random piece of dry tinder or whatever. But some of the places that they were finding like fires, it was just like, there's nothing else around here. Like how did this just all of a sudden catch on fire? Yeah. And then Australia, when they had all those major, uh, fires, there were reports of some guy just lighting napkins on fire and throwing them out the window. Oh my God. And, and if you're just driving around doing that. Yeah. Like I, that's the thing that's so like scary now that I have a kid is like, I just learned this stuff and I'm like, Oh wow. There, you are just really alone. You're just like on this like weird fringe of just like, I have to believe that these people will be caught and that people are not doing things because they believe that they will be caught. I'm doing not doing it because I don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. Someone else is not doing it because they're like, well, I don't want to spend the rest of my life not murdering people. So (laughs) it's just like, oh, they're just like, yeah, well, you'll get caught if you do it. And they're actually coming back to social media. It almost gets bad because maybe it is kind of glorifying this fact that, you know, you see uh, people getting away with it. Yeah. Um, I know one thing, Hutch, we were kind of talking about this. She was it yesterday, day before. Um, And, and, you know, I hate to almost bring the conversation here is um, school shootings is, you know, school shootings have happened in the past a lot. And when they would happen, it's huge coverage of it. Now school shootings happen a lot more, more regular than they should, I believe. And I think it's because you see so much of it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, 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 school shootings are bad. I interesting. said no controversial opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just a little bit of a wild card. You brought me out here for something. No, uh, but it, it's just, it blows me away. And I think a lot of it is because you see it so much more and it gets not, it's not glorified. It's not glamorous or anything like that. But I think since kids see it's like, oh yeah, there's another shooting. And when they come to it, they get angry, you get frustrated, you fed up or whatnot, whatever's going to drive them to that point. It's a option for them now. We were saying when I was talking to Hutch about this, you know, shoot, if I had an issue with somebody or somebody had an issue with me or whatever, you know, my, my, my scholars and peers, uh, it would be meet me in the parking lot at three o'clock or it'd be in the hallway in between class, you know, something like that. But it would normally not be where a gun was involved. Somebody might pull out a knife or whatever. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it kind of, you know, really breaks down. We solve stuff with our fists almost a little bit. Now it's a lot more where we are grabbing a gun or something, it seems. And man, that's, that's not cool because you're ending somebody story somebody's chapter all because they beat you in cod or because they called you stupid or fat or something yep. it's like ah, i don't think that's a reason to end someone's life this is why they should bring back smokers just like boxing events after <laughs> <laughs> it's like boxing events after school where you could go and it was regulated there was a teacher there and you could settle your fucking disputes with your fists and granted chances are if you're the nerd getting beat up you're not going to be the one that wins in that environment. But maybe. I mean, nerds are fucking taking jujitsu all day long these yep. days. So, uh, I mean, sure, ideally no violence. But if we're going to pick violence, let's pick regulated violence. Nope. Completely, I agree. You, you can't get away from violence with the human condition. No, you cannot. It's- My dad got his ass kicked in high school at one of these events by a golden glove from Oregon. <laughs> Set him fucking straight. <laughs> Nothing will humble you faster than some kid that actually knows how to fight. <laughs> Especially as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> was your dad an adult going to school? <laughs> no, 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 no. So his dad was, he was actually dad just know that there's a 15-year-old out there that could kick my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary sometimes seeing some of these kids because it's like... Uh, 
when I was a kid, like there was karate, you know, like the karate kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can go and find like 15 different Brazilian jujitsu dojos that'll teach you how to like not kill a man, but like just like mess him up for life. And it's yeah. just like you got to hope that that kid isn't just going to be like, well, now I'm just going to go start some fucking fights. Or <laughs> <laughs> let's start the smoker club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, smoker by smokers. Yay, there we go. Is that how we get cannabis into schools? Wait, we don't want to do that. We right? don't want that. <laughs> Shit, you're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> don't smoke, children. Not until you're 25. You know, with that. But m- once you are, come to Cinder and Spokane, Washington. We have three convenient locations. We've got a fire sale. <laughs> yeah. Literally, fire. Uh, you know, when you're saying that whole thing, though, with the, when we're talking about schoolyard fights, it always it made me think about this. And this is just because the buddies were asking it the other night. We had the conversation. It comes around every once in a while. How many five year olds could you take on at once? It's always such a good question. And it's like, you know, this is a good uh, testament to how you feel your fighting abilities and your, your stature would stand against it. But there's important details with it because it always goes. It's like, okay, if you're taking on a bunch of five year olds, do they come one at a time or do you have to take them all at once? Yeah. It is all at once. Because if they come at you all like one at a time, it's like, I don't know how many ghost energy drinks did I have? Did I have a C4 earlier? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, but if they all come at you at once, here's the thing, too, guys. Now we're getting into it. You can only have like what, like 35, 40 of them around you at a certain time. It gets clustered, right? You just grab one and start saying, Mitch is dying over here. He loves this. I'm just picturing zombies in Call of Duty. How many waves of five-year-olds can you get through? <laughs> totally. And it's like, well, I think I could make it to at least like wave 35. Can I pack a punch my baseball bat? No. You know, I would have thought that I would I would survive for a while with that. But like after having a kid, I was gonna say, and my kids too, like I'm pretty sure like you give that kid another few years, he's going to kick my ass. Totally. <laughs> like, I know. I saw your kid the other day and he was going, he was having fun and he was getting a little rowdy with it too. Yeah, he could take you. He's in the like danger zone height where yeah. he just, he loves to like run, you know, and mm-hmm. like be like daddy and then he'll run. But then like in the last few steps, he's like, daddy, lower the head. Engage the cross. <laughs> <laughs> And then he takes you down. So the answer is one. One will <laughs> yeah. take me out. Totally. One low blow, and that's all it takes. Uh-huh. They'll the one will just heat seek missile in like in uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the two towers. Just that one guy that sacrifices himself. That's Dean. He's just full the blown suicide like, grunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to start wearing a cup around the house. That's what I was thinking about today. <laughs> he's just like, fuck. Like, grow a little higher, bud. No, he's like, I don't want any other siblings, and this is one way to solve that. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> I saw the way you're looking at mom. <laughs> Never again. Oh, that's funny. How many five girls can you? Uh, I think my answer is seven. Seven? Seven. I, where, yeah. where do you get that number from? So I'm thinking you've got two five-year-olds on each leg. Yeah, yeah two I five. saw them, you know, because our, our own over here, he's got two little ones. They're what, five, six going on seven for the older one. And man, they were about to take you down, yeah. Hutch. Yeah. <laughs> so two five-year-olds per leg. You're not going anywhere. Then you get two more that are grabbing one arm. So now mm-hmm. you're <laughs> both arms or one arm and tell both legs is behind a math and science guy. <laughs> And then one final child to take the last punch. Yeah, yeah. And then you're done. Okay. You're on the ground getting 
what, 14 feet in the face? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the magic number. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it'd be feet. Like, they scratch and bite. Dean's <laughs> yeah. like, a dirty fighter. <laughs> See, that's the thing, too. It's like, how angry are these five-year-olds? We're going to talk about this. Yeah. How much Mountain Dew have these yeah. five-year-olds yeah. had? Yeah, they're these guys are. Up. Yeah. <laughs> They're all hopped up in Mountain Dew and they're going to take you out like a spider monkey, man. Mm. Man, who would have thought that being a kindergarten teacher was the most dangerous job on the planet? <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah. You got to get a life insurance policy if you want to be one. <laughs> one Anytime. revolt away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime they could all take you out. Yeah, so we talked about volcano insurance last time. Now we have to talk about five-year-old brawl insurance. You know, so what you actually do is you go to these schools and you approach these kindergarten and first grade teachers and you say, well, you've heard about what's going on, right? You're "You're getting surrounded by five-year-olds. How many can you take? And they're like, I've never thought about this. Well, I'm here for you. Here's my insurance policy. Here's my car. Here's my car. I could take 12 Adams, but Sydney, she's a scrapper. (laughs) See, I think you guys are selling yourself short. I'll be very honest. We, Because like I said, we were talking about this the other night. I think you can take on more than that. Because you kind of push them down and they'll kind of knock on over ones too, you know, behind mm-hmm. them. You're taking out rows at a time. I give it 75 minimum. I think I could take out 75 well, So here's the thing too. I think we have to clarify. You're not killing the five-year-olds. Well, you just course. have to like they're no longer coming for you. But so, you're like standing on bodies of five-year-olds to get to the other ones. You can swing them around. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, literally. They're I mean, right at knee height. It's how you like pack up your weapons. Easy. <laughs> just do high knees. <laughs> just high knees. Just power step through there. We've all done the, the pacer test, right? This is what it was preparing us for, gang. I mean, you have been going to the gym, so maybe you have no. that in your core. Okay, but. I go to the gym and I'm standing there and there's like that super ripped guy in the mirror. He's flexing. He's in yeah. his uh, ripped off t-shirt and everything like that. And he's going, he's like, oh, excuse me, I need to grab those 200 pound dumbbells. And he just kind of curls it with one finger. And I'm like, um, excuse me, can I take that paper towel? I'm trying to bench press that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But, okay, so this is what you're not giving credit to. <laughs> Hit me with it. As an adult, we have a finite amount of explosive energy. Uh, Five-year-olds? I get tired. Number one, they're made out of rubber. So no matter how many times you punch them in the face, they're coming back for more. It's that Hoobastank song. I get knocked down, I get up again. And And they don't stop. They have bottomless wells of energy. They just tell them, it's like, yeah, if you can take out this adult, this whole crew or whatever, you guys get like unlimited McDonald's or Happy Meal treats or you can play Fortnite all you want. Whatever it is, they were told it and they are coming for Oh, yeah. All the (laughs) V-Bucks. Shit. I think you would bite off 75 and you would get to 25 and be like, I've made a terrible. I've made a terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just imagine it's like a huge group and they're all coming in no matter what. There's like an infinite amount. And it's how many can you take out before they get you? It's how right. I pictured it in my head. You know, it comes to, we were talking about this, Keegan, just a second ago. You got to picture it, right? And so that's kind of how I've pictured it. But also, if it's actually like I have to choose numbers, can I do like five at a time? And then I could go forever, right? No. <laughs> but I, I imagine between like, between some knees and elbows, you know, you throw the bows, you go to a good concert and you got to get up to the front. It's like this has been preparing us. Ah, but they're so short. But they're five. Uh, you got to bend over to throw uh, a bow, which is not. The, that's not going to work. You're no. not generating the same my kind of force. My back hurts thinking about it. <laughs> One of the reasons Mike Tyson was so effective was he was shorter than everyone else. And he punched up as opposed to punching down. Uh, did you see Mike Tyson has actually brought up? Sorry, since you brought that up. Uh, he has his own like gummy bears or like gummy candies yeah. and their yes. ears. Yes. <laughs> you did not see this, bitch? Yeah, literally up to Holyfield's ears. I'm like, oh, you got to be killing me. Holy shit. Oh, that takes That's balls. some marketing. That's marketing. That's right marketing. That totally. man needs a. Uh, I, I want to buy them just because. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the arena is really going to play a big part Ooh, in, yeah. in your numbers. Yeah. Because if there's can some sort of high ground that I can get to, mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm just going to fucking sit yeah. down. Or, or they're going to come up, I'm going to push them in the head, and they'll knock down everyone behind. Yeah, them. totally. Yeah, that, that's true. I did see you push down Huddy and Oliver. You know, you kind of like got those boys on the ground. No. Yeah, you know, if you deserve it, you deserve it. <laughs> do the children have weapons, or do we have weapons of oh, any kind? Great point, as we kind of go through this situation right here. Because if you think about it, like, is it just things that they could, like, have picked up on their way over? So there's, like, a random ruler, or maybe they have just, like, their shoe they took off. If I could take my shoe off, it's like, well, I'm wearing <laughs> boots today now because I need this weapon. Okay, there is some things. Or, or you know, is this unfair? But what if I had, like, a prosthetic arm and then I could use that as like, an extended weapon? I could, like, take off my left arm. And now I have reach. Reach is huge. If that you've ever seen 300, big. Yeah. 300, the reason they were able to fend them off is because they had spears and they created that spear wall. Can I do something similar? Can I grab one of these five-year-olds and use them as, like, a body shot? I easily any of us could pick up. You don't even have to go to the gym to pick up a five-year-old to an extent. You know what I mean? What, what, what do they weigh? What? Like 50, 60, Enough. 70 pounds? <laughs> Mitch is in tears, everyone. You got to get so the bailings going to beat the five-year-old. Because totally. yeah. then it goes, if we can have weapons. Okay. Now, I, I don't even want to go here anymore because I was going to say, well, if you can have a weapons, what would you take? And I'm thinking medieval. It's like, yeah, I leave it at that. Where it's like, do you want like a flail or you want like a bow staff or something like that? I'm just picturing. Highlander sword. <laughs> No, it's Trevor in a loincloth with a shield and a stick and a hundred five-year-olds just ready to fucking charge. Can I have some Braveheart like paint across <laughs> my face? Just like Whatever right down you want. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Holy shit. Become the William Wallace of the five-year-olds. I want to hang out with your friends more. Shit. <laughs> this is what, yeah, you're sitting there and this is why I got to admit, you know, uh, I love marijuana because you're sitting there yeah. and you're stoned and we're sitting out. The big thing with my friend group, what we always do, like people sit in Discord and stuff, we sit on Xbox equivalent, right? And uh, we're sitting there and we're all playing like literally different games and all of a sudden somebody just will blurt out, how many five-year-olds do you think you can take on? And then it starts the whole entire conversation where it's like, okay, well, is there rules to it? Because that's where it started at first. They were like, well, if it's one at a time, I don't know. That makes it really hard because then it's like, it, it's an unfair matchup. It's David versus Goliath and Goliath is feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's a little but they're all coming at you at once. It's like, okay. And there's a lot of things like you bring up. Is there arena hutch? You know, it's like, I feel like if I could get like my back up against something, if I can't be blindsided, that's what I'd be nervous about. You know, getting clocked upside the head. Fuck. That's the only time I've ever been hit hard was right up clock side the head down. I went because shoot, that's going to take anybody out. You just don't see it coming. So if I can protect myself against that, maybe that's why I'm so like paranoid. I'm like, I gotta get my back against the wall. I'm gonna get clocked again. No, but if you do that, then you can take them on and I'm like, I can keep going. Yeah. You gotta create a hot gate. I'm done. You gotta have the failings. You got to have keen Leonidas. Totally. Like, when can I use my alt? Like, where's my alt charge at? I'm trying to, like, pop that. No. <laughs> Is someone going to narrate it, like, in a very deep voice? Yeah. We have over in... <laughs> in a dark dystopian universe, Trevor takes on five-year-olds. Trevor murders them all. Oh, I can just picture this movie now, and it's going to be even darker than any DC movie. Just turn the brightness all the way down. All the way off. <laughs> totally. We don't yeah, even actually, turn... I don't want people to see it, please. Like, this is... <laughs> Don't even take the lens cap off. Yeah. <laughs> All we need to hear so is noises. Audio. And it's just a bunch of like, and me going, oh, fuck. <laughs> Why did I do this? I don't want to do this anymore. That sounded like so totally <laughs> Yeah, you need this. Oh, what is happening? I want to apologize to uh, Jude, who is our editor. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that devolved quickly. <laughs> And you're welcome. <laughs> Who would have thought that talking about killing five-year-olds? No, oh, I no, guess we're not, we're not killing, killing them. them. No, 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 we're just fighting them. All everyone remember that we are just fighting five-year-olds. I've got a new strategy. Ooh. Get to high ground. 
just throw bags of candy over Ooh. them. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. See, yeah, you, you never run muscle. out of energy if you don't have to strike them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is true. That's the thing, right? Like, they'll fight amongst each other. Oh, <laughs> genius. It's like summons at that point where you're like, it's way easier. I don't have to do any of the work myself. Just throw that out there. I mean, like, you were saying that you were going to use a medieval weapon, but have you been training for that? Because, like, Henry Cavill said that, like, he had to purposely train in order to, like, swing the swords in The Witcher because it's, like, it's it's all just in your shoulders and it's a heavy weapon. So I will let my nerdiness come out. I do actually own a long sword. Not a great sword, but I do own a long sword. Do you practice? Uh, Every single day. No, I don't. No, I don't. If you went to the malls, I trained in the sword. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that kid that's walking around, has, like, a katana on his back, but it's my long sword. No, uh, but I'm swinging around. It's one of my favorite things. I got a a gift, a really good buddy, Zach, and uh, he gave it to me as a birthday gift one year, and I'm like, this is a cool gift. This is out of the blue, and I love medieval stuff, Uh, but one of my favorite things people come over and i'll bust the sword out not because i'm like oh look at this but it's the point of go outside where it's like you have a lot of area please not in my house and break the land (laughs) and swing it and try to swing this thing because it is really hard and now i think about it because there would be a lot of like this would be a sword properly a knight would have a shield and this sword oh my god i need to go to the gym more because it is like i can't do that my shoulder starts hurting off one swing you get nothing on it if that was the weapon i had to use against the five-year-olds Two, they got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one overswing and you're done. Uh, have you guys ever practiced or trained in any like martial weapons? I'll say or anything like that. Ever like fucked around with nunchucks or something? I God, no, I've never. I was a kid. Like they, uh, the when I would visit my dad in Paulsbo, there was like one of those weird like it wasn't a dollar store, but it was like a five dollar <laughs> store, <laughs> slightly and, cooler stuff. Yeah, and they had these like practice nunchucks. Which were real nunchucks, but they <laughs> the they mind. put a pad on the, <laughs> the outside inch thing. Yeah, and so like you could just take the pad off, <laughs> yeah. and like you'd be like, I, I I was really into like three ninjas and all that. Yes. and uh, so you'd be like, I'm fucking Tom Tom. Yeah. It's just like I would just beat the shit out of myself because like my dad lived in the middle of the woods, so there's nothing to do except for like beat yourself with nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was waiting for you to say you'd beat your brother after he'd hold your head up and make you no, watch Chuck. No, 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 he would beat me with that. motherfucker. <laughs> he would find me like when I would least suspect it, and you would unleash holy hell. So you don't, you don't wake the beast. You don't mess with the bull. Unless you get the horns. (laughs) And so this is why Keegan sleeps with nunchucks now. Shit. I did like one weekend seminar. Oh, really? When I was like 14. Yeah, I did Taekwondo all through. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, from like 8 to 18. Really? Wow. Look at the guy. He had to know something. Yeah, Yeah. totally. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you beat my ass and everything. (laughs) But yeah, I I did one weekend seminar. There there was some staff stuff, um, some knife work. Uh, a little bit like on disarming uh, firearms. I think uh, that's actually a huge was, thing to yeah, know. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was it, yeah. I did karate when I was like a kid. I don't think I ever got past white belt. I literally was just <laughs> that was it for Trevor. But I did that for a little while. Huh. Did you do anything, Mitch? No, no, no. <laughs> I own two katanas Ooh. and I broke them out once and dual wield them. Uh, fuck Naturally. no they're so heavy are you kidding me oh my god that was the thing that was so surprising like okay the ultimate thing to have when the zombies eventually come is a katana it's just this reusable utility mm-hmm. weapon right so I'm like okay I'm gonna get one of these and it, it's full tang it's like ready to rock and roll it's sharp as shit you gotta watch that. Okay, see, my there sword's not sharp a, yeah, yeah there is a sharp side uh, no and I took it out in the yard I was fucking around I'm like 
I'm exhausted. I've been out here for five minutes. This shit is heavy. Holy fuck. Just makes me think of all those YouTube videos where it's the guys like cutting like watermelons or like bottles of water, like the jugs in half or whatever like that. I imagine Mitch now out there, but him going through like one and being like, nope, I'm going to go smoke a bowl. Dude, it is, <laughs> it is legitimately scary to control that thing. So you're like, you could lop something off. It's it's razor sharp. And yeah, you've, you've, you I know, have we haven't to... seen the wife in a while. Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> Left her in Seaside, guys. <laughs> they don't have a centralized database for crime. <laughs> she said she could take on more five-year-olds. <laughs> Try to make me watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, when we watch it, I just have that thing next to me and just like, just in case. Just you know. in case. <laughs> now, now I have two lengths. I've got a 41-inch and a 32-inch sword. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah, no, they're they're heavy. Like you, you have to train. I like it blows my mind to think that people actually did long term combat with mm-hmm. these things. I mean, like people back in the day must have just been yoked all the time. It's crazy. Um, well, yeah. they don't have the ability to sit on Reddit and just yeah. scroll yeah. through. Yeah. My only physical motion is like I rolled over to the other side of bed. You mean there wasn't Seven Eleven back in twelve hundreds? <laughs> like, oh man. You mean I can't just roll up to like McDonald's to get a burger real quick? I just yeah. go like hunt and gather. I imagine that if I put the same amount of time into wielding a katana that I have into Monster Hunter, I would be (laughs) I would be less of a danger to myself and those around me. Uh, well, watching all of that and you're playing Monster Hunter, it's just like teaching you technique. I'll say that that's one thing, though, is especially when I was like younger, I'd play a lot. I really do like like medieval stuff. We play all like Lord of the Ring games. And there's this one game that I play a lot. It's called Age of Chivalry. And it was like a mod for uh, the source mod. Man, I love that game. And now they have the chivalry games, the medieval warfare games that full blown come out on consoles. I love them, buy them every single time. Super support those guys. Uh, but when it was just the mod, I'd play that a bunch when I was a kid. And my favorite thing about it is I was like, I'm learning how to sword fight because I now know how to parry and this is a new concept to me and stuff like that. And you learn these little things and you almost think you're training yourself. Oh God, no. Are you kidding me? The only thing that I will say is kind of, you know, what was able to like muscle memory itself into me in a sense. And I think it's just because your mind has seen it so much is, uh, you know, I, I played a lot of like Call of Duty and just like random shooters. I love Battlefield, like I've said last time. And uh, so then you hop into VR and you play some of these shooter games and all of a sudden you have to like reload an AK and actually know how to like load the banana clip and then where you know you're, you're going to be able to chamber around and everything like that. Wow, this is kind of cool and handy to know this stuff. Hey, I know where the charging handle is on an M4 now where it's like, I don't, I don't own any of these weapons, but you kind of learn this stuff. It's kind of cool and it's bad. I can contribute it all to literally like Call of Duty and Battlefield. But now you're in VR and you have to, with your two hands, hold a gun and load it and do all of that. Okay. My mind's picked up something at least. Sword fighting. Oh, no. I'm, I'm still going down. I'm so sorry. You got me. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, comparing it, especially, not so much VR because, like you're saying, you, you actually do it a little bit to know. But, like, yeah. I feel like getting good at, like, Call of Duty and thinking that you could... Like, survive for longer than five <laughs> seconds in combat is like being able to play through the fire and flames on yes. expert and then be like, I could probably play guitar. It's hundred percent comparison. It's the, same. it's the same. And even then it's like, yeah, totally. Cause the tactics are completely different in real warfare. There's one thing that you're trying to achieve and there's more of a mission. You're playing call of duty. And you're like, man, I'm just trying to get my harrier so then I can go into my AC 130 and guess what? Nukes inbound. And it's like, <laughs> this is not how it works at all. And you don't jump slide around a corner. I want to see somebody in combat jump sliding around a corner. I guess paintball paintball is the only time where you'll get somebody to do that but even then yeah the, the stakes are much lower you there. Yeah. Did, did you guys do any paintball
paintball, airsofting. Oh, we were big into airsofting. We grew up in the woods and like every, everybody, you had to have an airsoft rifle if you want to be like buddies with us yeah. and almost came to, we'd all play around. And uh, it's a little sad because I feel like that is something that is almost lost a little bit. It's a little bit faded, you know, and maybe it's because video games and this VR and stuff. Because I'll be honest, like, hey, do you want to go airsofting in the woods? Or do you want to play VR? Fuck, I get just as much of a sweat going when I play like VR and I'm shooting around Have stuff. Have you ever been shot with a paintball gun? Oh, yeah. I don't think it has anything to oh. do. Yeah, that was like, you know yeah. what? This isn't as cool. And my teachers are starting to ask questions while I'm purple and white all over. I was literally about to be like, yeah, you want to see my scars from airsofting? Because our rule was if you got like a new gun or a new rifle, something like that, you had to shoot yourself first before you could shoot anybody else because you had to know what it was and so you shoot yourself point blank and i still have scars and where you're just like okay, well you got point enough. blank like here Why? you Stupid. take it you shoot me you're from fucking a reasonable brain go better <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you guys want to see these scars you haven't seen these scars <laughs> i would like i remember shooting letting my mom shoot me point blank with like a springer yeah, pistol yeah. that was you know you bought for like 40 bucks yeah. i'm not gonna let someone shoot me with a real one <laughs> yeah now paintball that shit got intense like mm-hmm. eh, by the time we stopped doing that everyone was in like full ghillie suits like yep. we had all the equipment <laughs> these fucking guns were modded to the gills like yeah <sighs> <laughs> I had an electric trigger on mine that you could switch between single pull, three burst, and fully auto yep. with a click of a fucking button. Easy. Like, oh my. Fire selector. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Like, And you would get beat to shit because you're running around in the woods, diving to avoid getting fucking shot. You get hit with a fucking paintball at 300 FPS from fucking 25 feet. That shit stinks. Yeah. It was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but the thrill of it. Oh, oh it is oh, good. It was amazing. And that's why I, I do love it almost miss it a little bit we have like one place here in town at least for a while it was like action sports or something i think it was called and you could go there they had the rubber paintball which i oof that hurts even more um well as long as you don't have the man there's one guy we used to play with and he'd come out and he'd have frozen paintballs when we would paintball and i'm like you're such a dick for that That's i'll say that full totally why, why would you invite him you know <laughs> well you, we just wanted people we needed heads we needed get over here adam i need you over here with me <laughs> Oh my god! No, but action sports—they do that for a while, and then uh, they let you do indoor airsofting. Is what it was. You kind of had to have 350 FPS or lower, which, like, I think my gun literally was rated at 350. So I was like, <laughs> but no, we would do that. And I remember vividly there was one moment they had all these little, like—I mean, they were like six foot tall uh, plywood walls, is what they were. I'm a tall guy, and I was over six foot or whatever. They had to be tall because I had to raise my hand up. And I knew there was somebody on the other side. It's one of the biggest things that I was like, man, I feel like a dick for this. I just put my gun over and just blind fired and just like sprayed down on him. And you're like, well, this is a little brutal. And it's that whole blind fire thing. Shoot, made famous by like Army of Two and stuff like that too, yeah. Gears of War. And I'm like, do you think in real combat that happens a little bit? I have I no idea. I have no idea. I would have no <laughs> idea. I almost don't want to know because that seems cruel. Yeah. The last, the last time I did paintball, we went to a speedball course, which mm-hmm. it's different than like, you know, being out in the woods, you're in a, you know, hundred foot by hundred foot arena. You can't leave. Like there's, you know, there's bunkers and shit you can hide behind, but you're a lot closer generally speaking than uh, what we were accustomed to. And, uh, if you haven't paintballed, you, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear goggles because you don't want to lose your eyesight, but the masks only come down to like your chin line. And there's a really nice gap between the <laughs> chin line and your shoulder pads. And I call the sweet spot snuck out to look from around the corner and caught a paintball in the side of the fucking neck I was done like never again this is fucking awful why do we do this guys (laughs) (laughs) and especially when you're doing speedball the name of the game is just laying paint you know and so it's you usually don't get hit once you usually get hit eight times yeah (laughs) I'm out yeah 
Oh, man. Oh, that sounds terrible. Man, the, the nice thing about paintball versus airsoft, though, is like, hey, I shot you. I see a red spot yeah, right on you. Airsoft would be like, you didn't hit me. Oh, I'm going to shoot you again. Yeah, but it's still right. coming. When, when we did airsoft, we played ouch. Yeah. So yeah. it was, you were you were in until somebody got hit in a place where it was like, ouch. Ouch, but, totally. Yeah. And I got to say, the most spot, it's the fingers. Fuck, you don't get like, hit right on the finger. Or, I mean, you yeah. get hit in the face, too. We'd go in and we would always encourage people who were like full masks and stuff like that. But you get the one kid that would come out just in some ski goggles and they're fogging up on him and stuff. And you're like... You said you wanted to come play and you brought your pistol <laughs> and some kids over there with this fully automatic AK airsoft rifle that just like lays it down. He's like, yeah, I got my high cap mag that holds 2000 BBs. And you're like, what? You're like, how many are you going to be shooting at me at once? Yeah. yeah. I uh, shot a kid's tooth at once. Did you really? Yeah. Did you pay for his dental bill? Nope. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was just kind of one of those freak things. Yeah. Just, just airsoft and then just clipped them right on the tooth and oh. chipped the top half of it like off. feeling my tooth now yeah. i'm like yeah. oof. <laughs> <laughs> i always thought people that played like paintball and airsoft without like face guard mm-hmm. or a mouth guard or something i was just like you're fucking crazy what's wrong with you well it's because we all just think we're so tough and invincible yeah. right shoot i remember too uh when i played football back in high school there was a good amount of the team was like i'm not gonna wear a cup or whatever like that it's manly or not to wear a cup until one <laughs> guy got hit I, yeah. on team practice wasn't even in a game and he was down and at that point, everybody's like, yeah, maybe I'll go get a cup after this, Mom. You know what's not yeah. manly? Singing falsetto. For yeah. the rest of your life. <laughs> Sorry, countertenors. It's yeah. it's just a just a joke. And if you sing falsetto, that's perfectly fine. It is. It is. No judgment. It's all I can sing. If you guys ever get me out of karaoke, Hutch will attest to this. Oh, I can't sing anything else. <laughs> what's your falsetto song? What's your karaoke song? Okay, well, my karaoke song. Maybe, yeah, we can get into this real quick. And you guys better tell me yours, too. But uh, if there's one song that I have to sing, my two go-tos, rather, I will say, where I'm just, like, very comfortable. Uh, the one that I will butcher, but I love to do, is I Write Sins on Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. Because you just get to belt it out and yell it, right? And everybody kind of knows it's a fun one. Uh, but my the one that I do better, uh, because it sounds better, because it's spoken mostly, is Bad Touch bloodhound gang when you know the whole song it amazes people when you can do the fast parts and i'm like okay there we go uh but actually here just this last weekend went out to a little bar and uh, it's nice when you're at a karaoke bar not in your town because you can be drunk and be kind i don't want to say be an asshole but you can just be like fuck it i can sing whatever and it doesn't matter because these people might never see me again and uh i did tribute tenacious d and i think that that might actually be my new one which totally goes against my whole falsetto thing i just said there but it was just such a fun one and i can be a way better jack black than i can be a singer (laughs) that's fair Hutch, I got you up there. You sang karaoke that one time. <laughs> that was good. You were a little nervous until we you heard used me the word sing. sing loosely. <laughs> you performed. Hey, hey, in New Mexico, I would say it was singing. It was. <laughs> it was be- so I've done uh, karaoke exactly two times, yep. uh, and with people in this room. So yep. surprisingly, <laughs> the first time was in between my junior and senior year in college in Cheney. Um, so Cheney has like 14 people in the summertime. So we were in the bar on like a Thursday night and literally two other people were in the bar plus a bartender. And Mitch and I went uh, back to back on, um, what, 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 no, uh, Beast we, in the Heartlet. We, we <laughs> did a duet. We did a duet. Yeah, on Beast in the Heartlet by A7X. Yeah. And I was shit faced. <laughs> we both were. And I only did the screaming parts. <laughs> 
That is true. <laughs> so that time wasn't singing. But a couple months ago, yeah, down with down in New Mexico with Trevor, uh, I did uh, Red Right Hand uh, by Nick Cave in the back. Very good with that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, that might be a stretch. But, <laughs> you know, and I think also I'm trying. To, I'm looking back and I'm trying to think back and remember. And oh wait, I can't remember too much. I was pretty drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but I got some. I got an applause at the you end. Did, People liked it. Nick Cave would be a good one because that's like. It's not like talking, but he's not. Yeah. He's not like belting it out. <laughs> There's not, not a huge vocal range. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Into your arms, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Into your arms, oh Lord. Yep. Now, Keegan, you ever do karaoke? I've never done karaoke. Would no. you ever do karaoke? Oh. I would do karaoke, yeah. I would do uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle Ooh, nice. by Guns N' Roses. That'd be a fun one, too. Yeah. And that's the one thing I will say is all the time when I go, because I, I am not a karaoke aficionado, but I do enjoy it. Uh, but when you go to the bar, it's also like, okay, who's here? And I don't want to put something on because it's also the music that's going to be What's playing. What's the vibe? What's the yeah. vibe? Totally. Where it's like, well, I can't just sing because I got high because all of a sudden people are going to be like, yeah, this is the wrong crowd. We're singing country here. In which case, I'm just like, all right, where's some Johnny Cash? Or I'm going to do my Panic at the Disco and fuck you. But uh, <laughs> that's normally good rock. I did, uh, she was the other one. I did Seether when we were down there, and that was kind of a fun one, except for I was totally missing it until I had to gravel up the voice a little bit, and it sounded better. Uh, so that's always good. But you almost just have to read the room and be like, well, what's appropriate here to sing? <laughs> I have a story about not reading the room. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day, Ooh. 2018. Mm. No, 2017. <laughs> it's all love songs and country. And your Irish drunk boy, Mr. Mitch, gets up there and sings <laughs> Bodies by Drowning. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking got after it. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. There wasn't applause. <laughs> there was concerned looks. Yeah, yeah. I think I left pretty promptly after that. It's uh, like, Mitch, we should probably go yeah. now. Let's get you home. <laughs> yeah, were you with someone? I was with multiple people. <laughs> So I like to sing in the shower. And actually this morning, mm. for whatever reason, I was singing Mad World. Oh. And I was like, I can actually kind of sing this. And I was like, karaoke? I was like, that might be the worst choice for karaoke <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to bring the mood down yeah. a lot, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys. Yeah. I hope you were having fun. <laughs> Do you remember that Gears of War commercial? Yeah. It's about to get even more depressing. I have to say, all of the Gears of War trailers that they put out have, like, an amazing song, but they're always so depressing. There's the other one. It's uh, Blue Heron by Sun Kill Moon, I want to say is what it is. Beautiful song. I literally have, like, a playlist on Spotify. Here's an insight. And it's just, like, my depressing music. And it's just, like, that song ten times over. No, but it's, it is such, like, a sad song or whatever. But they do a really good job with that. It's funny you bring that up because that's instantly when I hear Mad World. Yeah, yeah. Gears of War. And I'm like, mm, what a good game. Gears of War 2. Mm, what a good game. Yeah, karaoke song for me. It's probably like just as like a warm up to see where everyone's at. Mm -hmm. It's probably Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. That's a good one. Um, it, it, everyone can kind of get behind that. Yeah. Love country, hate country. They're kind of bluegrassy. It, it's kind of it fun. Usually yeah. works. Um, and then after that, it's really determined by how deep the like amount of songs that the DJ has and uh, how drunk you are a little well, bit. I'm, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're already plastered if you're up there singing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I, I actually like to sing. Um, <laughs> this is something you don't know Let's about see. me. I was the 
president of our choir in high school. See, I knew you were in choir. I did not know you were a president, Mr. Mitch. Yeah, yeah, my uh, senior year, all presidente. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I did a lot of karaoke in college, um, but Hosier is one of my favorite artists to do um, for karaoke, but a lot of the times they don't have that or they have work. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, which everyone yeah. knows, of course, but that's not that much fun. It's always nice, but I know it's probably not the best is when the karaoke bars are literally just pulling off YouTube and they'll just like YouTube karaoke the song. And you're like, I can literally do anything now. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, and we danced Macklemore. I love that song. It's a really fun one to perform. You get people kind of up and dancing and cheering along. So it's like, OK, I kind of look for that. You go to any other normal karaoke bar that has an actual like, you know, they pay for the licensing for all the songs. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's not going to be there kind of a thing. Definitely. We had one guy when we were down there, uh, uh, Hutch and I were talking about where we did karaoke down in Mexico. Uh, he did Feeling Good by Michael Buble. And I was like, wow, that's actually such a, the, the the lyrics of it aren't too extensive. There is a good range to it, but I feel like since it's so focused on it, it would actually be a really fun one to do. And so I will say it has, it keeps cycling to the top of my liked songs on Spotify is what I'll do. If there's a song I really like and it starts to get down the list because I'm adding other songs, my liked songs is my playlist is what I listen to. I'll recycle, I'll unlike it and like it again. It's at the top. And that one's been there for a while because I'm trying to like practice a little bit. So once it comes around, I'm like, if you know the lyrics enough, at least you'll have fun doing it. And I think I could maybe pull it off. But as I started this whole thing, I'm a terrible singer. So in reality, I'm sorry for everybody that's in the bar when I sing it for the first time. <laughs> Do you like go out to try and f- you're like, you're like, oh, man, it's Friday night. Got to get my karaoke on. I yes and no. Um, I would say a lot of the time I do look for karaoke, something I'm excited to do where I'll ask and bring it up. Uh, actually, this weekend, uh, my sister is having a birthday party, which I'm pretty excited for helping her throw all of this. She wants to have a big house party. Fuck. When was the last time we had a house party kind of a thing? And uh, that was one thing I brought up. I was like, should I rent a karaoke machine? Because I'm like, that'll be fun. And she's like, no, I'd rather listen to real music. And I'm like, OK, understandable. Uh, but I'll say a lot of the times when I do. Yeah, I like that. I roll, Mitch. I feel you. Um, but find real music. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> music. Because my voice is beautiful. Uh, I, I do enjoy to go out for it, but it's also it's who you go with. And I'll say a lot of my friends, you know, I'll go with the guys and it's just like they don't want to sing karaoke or they'll go there and they'll watch me sing karaoke. But I'm like, you know, it's not just about me. It's not the Trevor show. We're all out together. Let's do something else. And I'm a OK with that. But if there's some if somebody mentions they're like, oh, yeah, I'll sing karaoke or I want to do karaoke, you know, I'm going to go drive to Moses Lake so we can sing karaoke. 100 percent. In college, it was we had karaoke nights. That's what we did. We went to the bar, but it was, we were going to the bar to get drunk, of course, but we were going to do karaoke. And there was like three or four of us that that was kind of like our recreational activity or whatever. And we would close down the house. We'd get there at nine when it started and we'd be there till 2 a.m. in rotation, just fucking song after song. Um, it, it was a blast. We had a great time. And, you know, it, it always devolved. It always got terrible towards the end of the night, but that was part of the fun of it. Right. Do you, have you guys ever done the, like the private room karaoke's or is it just like... You got to be front and center. No, I want like, you know, there's always the lady in the front that's wearing like a flannel and she's missing like five teeth in the front and she's just like singing some Cheryl Crow and you're like, yep, there you are, Karen. And then you got like that old man that's going to go up there and he's going to sing some Johnny Cash, but he just as he's going. I'm like, yep, this is where I want to sing karaoke. (laughs) But that's kind of that's where I'll mostly done. It's just like, you know, in like little bars here and there, especially if you find like a good little dive bar that does it. Uh, There's a place on Trent, actually not too far from us, called Sushi House. And aside from me loving sushi this is a recipe for a terrible time friday nights they do karaoke they have sushi and we're we're not near the water necessarily so you know hey i love sushi i'll still eat it but might not be the best thing so let's get plastered eat a bunch of sushi and sing this sounds like a fun morning but that's i've gone to that place a few times and i enjoy that um but no i've never done the little like uh i know you're talking about like the intimate rooms and i always feel like i picture those and those are like 
in Vegas or like in these like Japanese hotels or something mm-hmm. like in media, at least when you see movies is where that is. And I'm like, Ooh, I would want to do that. Especially if it was just us sitting right here, guys, you're going to hear the whole discography. I'm going to get some Eminem up in there as well too. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. After this, what are we? Yeah. <laughs> I've never experienced the private, um, karaoke setting. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't really know that I'd enjoy that as much. Like, cause it's not conquering your fear, right? Like I don't, I have, I don't like public speaking. I don't like being in front of strangers. So it's like this challenge to myself to get up there and do it. And I love singing. Like that is one of my favorite. I do it to de-stress. It's a comfortable like, place. Yeah. yeah the, I wake up every morning. That's the first thing I do in the shower is I pick my playlist. What am I going to sing while I'm fucking getting ready? Getting ready. Yeah, exactly. That's the more appropriate thing to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, whatever you do in the morning, I mean, if you sing to yourself, that gets it done. A hundred percent. Oh, fuck. Um, but that'd be something to try. I would want to go with the group though. That was there to do karaoke. So we could, that was the event that we were doing. But uh, if I'm just trying to go do karaoke on a random night, I'm going to a place that's open bar. You get up on stage or in front of the whole bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe I'll get discovered someday. <laughs> Everybody, if you uh, want to know Mitch's contact information, please reach out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to now, are, you should just start a YouTube and an Instagram where you become the next Justin Bieber and just do covers. It sounds like a lot of fucking work and I don't want to read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least they got rid of the dislike yeah. button. So you don't know like, how many people don't like it's it. It's like one of the things that I might be falsely confident about, but I don't want to lose that. <laughs> I always loved singing as uh, like in like junior high and then like high school. And then, uh, you know, like you play in bands and stuff. And then like you finally get to the point where like you can record yourself or you figure it out. Someone has a computer or something. And the first time I listened to myself, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, no, they were right. I can't sing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I, it, I, I, hmm. I'm good enough to have a mild amount of fame with a very small amount of people that are looking for a really specific sound. <laughs> <laughs> and it's chicken fried. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad cover of the band. <laughs> like, uh, I would be really lucky to end up in Vegas, which is where most people end their careers. That would be the pinnacle of mine if I was extremely lucky. Had a good sound guy. I knew how to use auto tune. They, they let Mitch sing on the strip. <laughs> yeah. They didn't shoot him off. And said, the no, opening we act, I get 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right next to the naked cowboy and before oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, um, I have always known that I'm not a good singer. And this is thanks to Miss Smith, my music teacher back in elementary school. I think it's like, it would have been first or second grade based on the year it was. And uh, we're sitting there and you're all singing because that's what you do. You know what I mean? Music class back in the day. And she said, Trevor, I need you to stop singing because you're singing too much and you are bad at it. (laughs) Straight face. You you go home as a kid and you're just like, well, I'm defeated. Uh, But I remember that and I hold that with me all the time where every time I go, and here's the thing, I love singing and I'll still do and I have a great time about it. But I will never go and say like, well, guys, listen to my voice because it's beautiful. If anything, it's more so, hey, podcast listeners, I apologize that Trevor is here, but I'll make it fun. (laughs) The rule of thumb is if you enjoy singing, doesn't matter if you're good at Mm -hmm. it, but if you love it, sing like no one can hear you. Exactly. That's that's the rule. If you love it, just keep fucking doing it. And it's only three and a half minutes. They got to listen to me. The reality of it is too, your voice is an instrument, right? So even if you suck at singing now, it doesn't mean you will suck at singing forever, right? It's just like guitar. Like everyone that picks up a guitar that has no training is 
god awful at the guitar but if you put the amount of time in you do the correct amount of training maybe you get a coach you can learn to be better now i'm not saying that we're gonna have a john legend next to us here trevor but <laughs> you you know you possible mean, at least mean, even after two decades it might be better than how it was <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible <laughs> Fucking karaoke, man. Oh, I do love karaoke. Is there a subreddit for karaoke? I'm about to make it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I, I totally got us off track with a lot of that, but I thought that made it kind of fun. That was yeah, some good stuff I enjoyed right there. it. Um, so we got our karaoke song. What else is happening right now? So we talked a little bit about social media. We talked a little bit about Russia. And then... I, I have this written down of just how crazy Reddit is and kind of like going back to that a little bit. But like it is super crazy that we are able to like see pretty much everything right now. Like you're saying, you know, like, oh, someone only has to listen to me for three and a half minutes. Yeah. Well, someone can just pull out their phone on TikTok and be like, listen to this asshole. And now you're on, you know, you and got seven yeah, yeah, you got 7 million views and everyone's making fun of you and you just wanted to go out and have some fun at karaoke night. Well, it's amazing about that too. And, you know, this person then posted on TikTok or YouTube or whatever like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time, especially with the bigger studios, they'll get people to consign or sign a consent form or uh, they blur them out. And there's so many amateur uh, filmographers, you know, out there that make these funny videos and stuff like that. And I always wonder how many of the bystanders uh, were actually involved in a sense right there where they might even be the reason it's so funny. You see somebody's face is ridiculous. Um, right now, as we've kind of talked about, I've been going to the gym here and there. And so my buddy, Michael, who I always go with uh, on Instagram, because all I do it for is memes. We send each other like like weird workout memes. And like right now, the one's like, oh, no, you got to shock your muscles to really get them informed. So there'll be some dude laying down on the bench press, ready to press it up. And all of a sudden he starts just like flinging his legs in the air or doing something crazy. And then some of them, they'll like zoom in on somebody's face in the background. And it's just like, what? And their eyes furl and they're looking up and they're just like completely confused. And that's what makes it really funny. Did they actually go ask that guy for it? Because I could see some people getting a little upset about it. Shoot, I've even gotten a little upset about it. Uh, there was one day, beautiful downtown Spokane, and unfortunately we had uh, one of the Vagabonds uh, <laughs> relieved himself number two on the side of the building. So Trevor being the guy that likes to have an upstanding building I work on, I was like, whatever, you know, I'll just go clean it up this time, whatever. We don't need somebody to come out here and do it. So I'm cleaning shit off the wall is what it is outside the building. And some dude walks by and I kind of make a joke about it. Ha ha, it wasn't you guys, right? Whatever, blah. They walk into the store, they buy their stuff they're coming back out the dude pulls his phone out and he starts recording it hey will you tell them what you're doing right now and i said hey dude i really would appreciate if you just wouldn't film this because honestly i'm cleaning shit up and that's not that cool and it was one of those moments where it's like i'm a really cheerful happy guy or whatever like that but that's not cool because you're literally making fun of me that i have to clean some shit up off the wall and so in that sense right there who knows that could be on the internet fuck i'm the next karen in a sense right and you almost feel bad and i don't want to you know, maybe try to justify some of these people outlandishly freaking out in public. Yep. Cause at that point too, I'm glad that people can film that for even the employees sake. Cause shoot, we all have worked, uh, you know, customer service retail to a degree. And it's the worst thing when somebody's just blowing up at you for something that literally your hands are tied on. It's like out of your control. Yelling at me is going to change nothing, but it gets you off in the moment. Uh, and then now we film it and throw it up on the internet. So yeah, it's like, you know, maybe that guy filmed me where I'm just like, hey dude, can you not? I really don't want to be on the internet for this or whatever. But it's amazing like that because people can just pull their phone out and then boom, it is on there forever. Uh, and then they're like, well, I took it down. No, it's archived somewhere. Guaranteed. No. It's downloaded somewhere. Guaranteed. You can find anything at this point. Nothing ever gets off the internet once it's there. That's a fact, children. Fact. Do Have you ever not seen that? put things on the internet that you were worried about. 
just don't put things on the internet. Unless don't. it's a really funny comment on like r slash jokes or something like that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> then you get going. And then or it's, it's okay. a video of Trevor cleaning shit off the side of the building. Then at that point, point I totally, yeah, yeah, it was a great video. Totally. Did you see the way I was really getting the scrubbing action? See, a lot yeah. of people go counterclockwise. I go clockwise. It works better. <laughs> it, it's impressive. Uh, you could zoom in and you could you could tell that they ate beans. You could <laughs> actually. And there's like a certain moment. It's about like 12 seconds in. You can see my soul just break. And like this, <laughs> this little like wisp of what was left just kind of flies out of my like eyeballs as I'm dying right there. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that is, that is pretty lame that people would just break their, cause that's, that, that's not even an interesting thing it's to like record. Totally. But it's, it's that whole thing too, where it's just like, you know, you want to do it. And like I said too, you know, I'm a Snapchatter. And so there is a lot of that, like, Ooh, in the moment, let me catch a quick video of this or whatever. Mostly it's like my cat being adorable or something. Right. But there is that where it's the ability just to quickly pull it out and I can show all these people. Well, somebody's going to save it or see it. Or the whole thing too is fuck. What if it's something somebody's not supposed to be doing? And now you just, well, I don't know at that point, if they're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Moot point, delete that. No, but, uh, uh, you know, it's not cool to kind of catch that stuff and then yeah. especially to publish it. That's what it is. You're publishing it online. Well, some of the things that I think is crazy is the amount of stuff that people will record themselves doing like in this industry, like it's shocking the amount of people that will record themselves smoking Mm-hmm. while driving mm-hmm. and like like wildly like showing their phone around being like look at how cool it is out here and it's just like why would you like your insurance agent can go and find this video yeah like They've literally used that in insurance claims before. Well, and Why would you do that? It's interesting you bring it up too with marijuana because I feel if it was like a bottle of beer or alcohol, you see that significantly less. Yeah. But I would say, and especially um, I don't, having a lot of friends that are stoners or smokers and stuff and you have them all added on social media or Snapchat, whatever, and you see that stuff where they will be like, yeah, I'm just smoking and driving or whatever like that. And you almost don't think twice about it. And I'm not trying to say it's okay by any means because it's like, shoot, dude, if you get pulled over, if there's an accident or something like that, shoot, what if you get into a head-on collision now because you're filming. Anyways, you're distracted driving. You're filming yourself. Uh, but on top of that, you're smoking weed. Now you hit somebody. Something's bad happens or like that. They're totally going to take that to court. Why wouldn't they at that point? You're just outing yourself. It's just like throw the red flag out the window while you're at it. Mm. To be fair, the most fair. dangerous. To be fair, the most dangerous part of that situation is not the smoking and driving. It's the filming. It totally is. Um, I switched over here recently. My new uh, car insurance is State Farm, and they have this cool thing. It's like drive and save or whatever like that. So you uh, have they send you a little thing that connects to Bluetooth on your phone. They want you to mount it on your windshield, and I say this is a brand new windshield. You're not getting on my fucking windshield. You can be in the glove box. Boom, there it is, and it connects to your phone. And as you drive around, it tracks how you drive. Do you uh, brake aggressively? Do you accelerate aggressively? Do you turn corners? too hard and it knows when you unlock your phone and when you're using your phone. So I learned about this from our owner here and he drives a nice car and he likes to whip it around a little bit. And he says, yeah, sometimes I save a couple of bucks and sometimes I save no money because I like to floor it. And I'm like, okay, I get you. <laughs> but uh, what's interesting though is the fact that, you know, it checks that on your phone where you look at it and I think about it where it's like, and I already already do well, where it's like, you know, I'm on the road, you're driving a, you know, thousand pound, 2000, 3000 pound killing machine. If you hit somebody with this, it's, it's over. You know, it's very responsible to drive a thing and it's very, you know, it's one of those things you learn when you're a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I just want to go hot rod and do all that. Then you become an adult and you're like, no, I've seen too many accidents. You know, I've witnessed accidents. I've been in accidents. It's just not worth it. Uh, so that they can track that. It's very interesting. It's like, yeah, I do save some money off of it. And then also I can look at it and it gives you the report. 
how often did I do these things or rather how often did I unlock my phone while I was driving? It makes you more self-conscious mm-hmm. about it because you are hundred percent. We think, Oh yeah, I can text and drive or do whatever BS. No, you're thinking elsewhere. Your brain's not even in it. Uh, even then there was one time I got pulled over. I was on the phone. I had the phone up to my ear, got pulled over by an officer, got a ticket for it. Okay, there you go. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you should really get Bluetooth for it. And so then I went, I got Bluetooth since then and everything is great. And you know, you can talk while you're on the phone. Fuck. There's no real difference to it. I just don't have my hand up to it. I'm still distracted when I'm on the phone and I'm driving. You're not a hundred percent there in the moment. Uh, I learned a lot, the importance of that too. I had a motorcycle for a while. I don't know if any of you guys have motorcycles. You ever ridden like street motorcycles or anything like that? Uh, you have never been so aware of other drivers and your own driving until you're on a motorcycle because there is nothing between you and the road at that point. It's spooky. And you see somebody yapping on the phone or they're changing lanes or not looking and doing that stuff. You become very vigilant and you're constantly like, I know every single car around me. Fuck, I'll tell you their license plates at that point because you're, you're so aware in the moment. Yeah, you don't do that on like a car or whatever like that. You feel a lot more comfortable is kind of how it goes. So I would say since then, and then now with this whole little state farm thing, again, it kind of was like a reminder. It's like, oh yeah, it is important to like really kind of be focused on the road and stuff like that. Unless there's a really good text I got to send. Yeah. What do these people that are producing this content think is going to happen with smoking and driving? Like what, what is the, What's the, the game? goal? What's the outcome yeah. that they're hoping for? With cool. this? It just, it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it, it, uh, and if somebody thinks it's cool, I'm sorry to break it to you. They're not that cool of a person. They're well, kind of a, I mean, they're, they're probably young and don't have frontal lobe development to see that. And then, panic like holy fuck there are other drivers out there doing this shit i share the roads with these people yeah. uh yeah uh, i just don't get it i mean but that's kind of the the world we live in right mm-hmm. we're trying to push the envelope and sometimes people pushing the envelope aren't pushing it the way that we would but right. that's the reality oh, of it. a weird video that i saw along these lines it was a woman about a month ago she was filming herself she rear ends somebody and says oh shit I just hit somebody. I gotta go, and takes off, and then posts it to the internet. Oh my god! (laughs) She's like, "Look how funny I was." What? (laughs) That that is a subreddit, like self-incriminating posts. Yes, a hundred percent that exists. I love the one too. There's idiots in cars. Is one of the ones I look forward to watching every single day. And you see some of these people, and you're just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And a lot of the times, it's somebody's dash cam, and you see somebody being an idiot. But there is sometimes too, and they'll literally be called like, "I was the idiot today." And you'll see some shit and you're just like, oh my God. But I love when those two, like the dash cams have audio and you can hear them in the car. We're like, God fucking damn. They're just like dropping every single curse word that they can as they like rear end somebody. You're like, well, there you go. You were on the phone as well when you did it. We heard you. Those dash cam videos are crazy. Like, especially in like, uh, I think it's like South Africa. There's like a video of a guy that's like going on a roundabout to get onto, you know, a freeway. Not like a roundabout, but, you know, like Mm -hmm. start up and then you go around and down. It's like Um, clover. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it goes into this like tunnel area and the car in front of him like stops and four dudes jump out with guns to try and, you know, like carjack him. And the guy just plows plows right through him. He doesn't even be like, oh, fucking. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. He sounds really calm like he's like fucking Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it, not this again. No, I know exactly what video you're talking about, though. And it, it is amazing because the guy was so calm about being like, all right, floor it and just go through this. And he pushes the car out of uh-huh. the tunnel that they're in and then continues on his way. Meanwhile, in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Totally. Uh, no, idiots in cars. I saw this video. This guy, it's, it's his dash cam. He posts the video. And some dude's driving crazy, cuts him off, whatever, and he starts to get into his glove box. And you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And he pulls a gun out. He sets it on the passenger side, when, uh, like, 
seat and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? And he grabs it and he fucking puts one in the chamber and you're like, what the fuck? And then he proceeds on the freeway to unload the clip out his passenger side window as the guy who cut him off flies around him. It's like, you you posted this shit. Mm -hmm. You're going to prison. Like, you're not going to jail. You're going to prison. There is no way around it. But that's Florida. <laughs> well, no, if it was Florida, there'd be like a gator involved or something. No, he was in the backseat. <laughs> yeah, the gator a- handed him the gun. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> This is the national flag right here. There's a gator holding a gun. There's a two liter of Mountain Dew sitting next to him too. Yeah, totally. This checks out. <laughs> it was half drink. Gator was high as shit. <laughs> I, I don't think I could live in a place that has dinosaurs. No, like if you lived we with do. dinosaurs and you outlived them, you don't get to be near me. Well, have you been in the waters around here with uh, these sturgeons? I mean, sturgeon, oh, yeah. sturgeons are. I don't creepy. go in the water anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he like getting up out of his seat, checking the ground right now. He's like, "We're okay here, right?" Yeah, <laughs> Wait, we got fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sturgeons are creepy. I don't know if you guys have really like seen one of these things. Sturgeons are really creepy, and they're just like bottom feeders. They're like I don't want to say useless because they serve a purpose, but man, fuck these things. And they're like they'll grow to like thirty feet long, and they look gnarly and mean. And then they die, and they float to the surface, and all of a sudden. You're just hanging out at Lake Coeur d'Alene and there's a fucking sturgeon hanging out with you. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, grandpa had, you know, like a, a giant sturgeon skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember like touching it and just being like, this is like armor. And, you know, it's got like little hard knocks on it and stuff. And I'm just like, this thing would mess you up. This thing's but been they, they don't do anything. But yeah. it's literally just like, I evolved to survive. <laughs> It reminds me too when I was a kid and you figure out, you know, those daddy long leg spiders, mm-hmm. right? Those big guys that their mouths are so small they actually can't open it wide enough to like bite you is like the whole thing with it. Once I learned that, oh my gosh, all that fear was gone. But before that, being a little kid and one of those creepy things would run by, uh uh-uh, uh, no, get me out of here. This is way too big of a creature. Yeah. It's almost like that. But yeah, the surgeon's not gonna affect you. It's like it's minding its own business. It won't nip you or anything like that, really. But I mean, still, keep away. <laughs> if one swims by it, it's gonna affect you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, status conditioning Thing touches your feet, you're getting affected. Uh, swimming a log hits you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, have you ever been in like a body of water and come into contact with the fish while you're swimming? Yeah, definitely. Dude, that is freaky it as is fuck. Bad. Like. It is. What was, get me out of here. I don't want to be out here anymore. uh, There was one time, this is actually, was a really cool moment I'll have to say. Have you guys ever gone scuba diving? No. One time when scuba diving, we were in, uh, this was in Hawaii is where we were when we did this. And uh, so we go just right off the coast. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go scuba diving. And so they, they do a little training thing where they take you into the, the pool of the hotel and whatever. And so we get out there and we're kind of swimming. And it was a little bit of like a murkier day in the water. It was kind of like a little bit more uh, kicked up. It was windy. So we got already a bad idea. And the whole thing too, we should have known. They were like delaying us before they would let us go out or whatever like that, blah, blah, blah. It goes. And so we finally get out into the water. And there's actually, the story goes two ways. Uh, where this is relevant is as we were swimming through there, we weren't really seeing anything until all of a sudden you kind of hit a spot where there's a little bit of like a clearing almost in a cove. A school of fish just swims on by and they literally almost like engulf you as they swim by. It was crazy. It's still a sight you can just remember. Totally, that totally actually, that's a good shutter right there for it. But it also was like, amazing at the same time because you're like you just don't see this thing and to be underwater with them you know like 10 feet underwater so you're not super deep but you're still there with them that was pretty cool um but the reason they didn't really let us out at first is there was like an 18 foot
foot tiger shark feeding on some turtles just right down the beach at like the Hyatt or at the Marriott or whatever, just like all the hotels right next to each other. So it was within like a mile and a half or something. And so they were kind of dragging their feet to let us out at first. And then they're like, eh, whatever, they'll pay for it. They'll let them go do it or whatever. We'll send somebody with them, uh, which was pretty spooky afterwards. You see that literally in the newspaper the next day, you wake up in your hotel room, you go out and they have the newspaper always out your door. You read it, tiger shark spotted in the beach. And I was like, what? Have you ever um, gone hunting? I have gone hunting, but I've never been successful hunting. So there's a rule when you're out in the woods. When shit goes deadly quiet, you need to be paying attention to everything. And if I was scuba diving and there weren't fucking fish around, I'm getting the fuck out of the yeah. water. Like <laughs> that, that, that is a signal that it is not safe to be out there. <laughs> the things that have evolved to be out there and survive know not to be out there. I'm getting the fuck out. Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, dude, dude can't wait <laughs> yeah. to be underwater. This is sick. It's <laughs> one of those things, too, I'll say. Now we're on top of scuba diving. If you go and I was, I was like, oh, I want to do like a... a somersault and tumble and spin around stuff like that it was like when i put my chest up to the surface oh my gosh the pressure you feel in your chest because it's all like the air that are in your lungs is now pushing out instead of up in you oh it's painful you instantly roll back onto where backside up on your belly and you're like okay there's a lot better right there so it's always i was like oh i want to tease around a little bit as you scoop it out nope nope that's why you always see them pretty much swimming pretty static and flat because that shit hurt i'm sure if you do it for a living it's totally a different thing at that point you're used to it but as a 15 year old i was like whoa this hurts I remember, I was going to say, I remember snorkeling in uh, Hawaii and like you jump off the boat or whatever. And like, it's the first time I ever went snorkeling. And like, when you look down, it's, there's nothing. It's just black. And I remember just being like super claustrophobic and like looking up and being like, okay, like I can see the sun and you just swim and it's just completely black and then like as you're saying it's just like all of a sudden it's now a beautiful blue and there's a 10 foot tall or not tall but 10 foot wide uh turtle just laying down at the bottom and you're like this is nuts it is it really is nature's pretty cool like that and i gotta say like especially when you're in the water and maybe it's just because you know we don't or at least for myself growing up you know being able to go snorkel scuba dive or do something like that to be involved in like the aquatic life was a treat because we don't have that as much here mm-hmm. or whatnot or at least it wasn't something in my life but it is where it's like man that's crazy meanwhile over here it's like yeah we see deer and moose and all this other shit you get to the point you just about pet the deer or rather you kick them off your property and say stop eating my plants yep. and so it's like yeah land animals man eh, get out of here sea animals ooh, i want to check you out sea animals are creepy yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that that my wife wants to go into a shark cage like that's something that's on her bucket list. Death and I wish. think she's out of her fucking mind. Like, I, I don't even want to go on the boat with you. Like, I, <laughs> why? Like, why would if you've seen Jaws? And I know that's a ridiculous movie, but no, it I happens. just I, I, on Reddit recently, there was a video of a great white shark getting into a fucking cage with a diver that was in there. Yeah. Like, I that would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would be that guy and I'm not trained well enough to know grab the shark's fucking head and move it away from you and push it out the top like no I'm going to get fucking chopped on I'm gonna like put my head in its mouth because I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) but I would say probably you know for your wife I feel a little bad because she has equal chance now of getting eaten by a great white shark or you chopping her off with a katana (laughs) (laughs) that is fair centralized database don't do it (laughs) don't know did you ever uh, when you like when you first got your katana did you uh, like stack up a bunch of water bottles and be like, I'm going to see how many I can cut through? Oh, yeah. That was like every single person I knew that owned a katana. That was the first thing that they did. Yeah. And I almost threw my back out. <laughs> I don't have the musculoskeletal system to handle that kind of force. And yeah, it, I got it because I wanted to 
learn how to use it right that was the that was the goal like I, I want to become skilled at this I'm like I'm gonna have to fucking spend years with somebody who actually knows how to do this training to do this I thought it was just gonna be as easy as doing all the same shit I did as a kid with a stick yeah. you know it, it's not the same thing um, it, when you own one and you play with it you realize too the you're not just like edge to edge fighting with somebody right like you have to twist it and move it and it's all about angles and deflection it's not about just like contact that's not what parrying is yeah. so yeah i don't i don't know they, they stay in their scabbards there's a nice display like it looks really cool but i'm mm, no <laughs> are you secretly a mall ninja uh no not secretly I, anymore not secretly <laughs> yeah yeah not secretly no I, I'm, I'm not that's you're not gonna catch me on the streets of Spokane with a katana strapped to my back unless shit has gone completely sideways <laughs> and really at that point it's just a deterrent because really if you see somebody walking down the street in post-apocalyptic fucking Spokane and they have a katana you're gonna at least wonder if they know what the fuck they're doing and it's just enough discouragement that if you're on the fence about fucking with somebody you're probably gonna decide not to yeah, a katana seems like it's like the wandering samurai. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and... Would you wear, like, a straw hat with, like, brim down low? Yeah. I mean, if we're doing it, fuck yeah. Totally. Let's, uh, samurai jack this shit up. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know, somebody comes at you, like, and you just hack and slash? Like, yeah, you're gonna... I've played Dynasty Warrior yeah, games. You're All gonna be okay. Like, it's probably gonna go fine, but, you know, you come across another uh, mall ninja in the post-apocalyptic world, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're both fucked. <laughs> both gonna stab yourselves. Yeah, 100%. And that is really the danger of owning one of those. It's harming yourself, not harming somebody else. Like, you overswing and cut your toes off? Like, yeah. It's gonna go through tennis shoes. Or you just throw your back out. Like, yeah. yeah, or that. Yeah, no, seriously. They are heavy guys <laughs> damn heavy katanas yes the lesson of this all is everybody go to your local weapon shop and just go like pick up a sword and really feel it and then appreciate yeah. these knights and samurais and sh- well you go to just like a sword store or whatever those are going to be display models right yeah. they're they don't have the metal all the way through the handle yeah. like they're not for swinging around when you get something that's actually quote-unquote combat ready it's a whole nother level of balance and weight distribution and that's a crazy thing too so i, I do want to ask this question i'm curious so with your katana when you like hold it does it feel very balanced at the hilt where it's totally like yes yeah. you can feel okay that's mm-hmm. cool yeah spared no expense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went for it now it just sits on a fucking shelf (laughs) until it's needed yeah hopefully it's never needed like that's i'm not one of those people that like looks forward to the end of the world like that's not no fuck no i like being able to go down to 7-eleven and get my vapes and man i love taco bell and i'm not gonna survive that (laughs) i I hope society thrives and survives long after i'm dead uh but you know shit goes sideways comes down to me or you i always choose me can't play pokemon if the world's over exactly like don't deprive me of that (laughs) small joy that that brings me small well okay i'm not trying to oversell it generation nine did get announced though guys (laughs) what's your uh final question i think what is your post-apocalyptic string jack hair that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. I keep my wits about me, mm-hmm. but, you know, still going to relieve some of the stress of society as we know it collapsing around us. And I also am pretty sure that Jack can survive the post-apocalypse. Like, you could grow it out there, so you could have a constant supply. There you go. 
damn it, Mitch, with your growing knowledge, because I, now anything I say is moot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say runts. That shit will fuck you up. <laughs> um, okay, so now that I can't say runts. Okay. <laughs> I think for myself, though, you, you know, you make a lot of good points where you'd want something that's still, like, clear-minded and very applicable. Um, this may be very, like, depressing and pessimistic. I would want something just like Master Kush that's going to fuck my brain up, right? Because I just want to be out of it and zonked and... As uh, as quaint and as close to serenity as I can be while you're going through all of that. Trevor doesn't make it very far into the apocalypse. No, I don't. I literally, like, when it, like, it hits down, like, it could be on the other side of the country, and it's like, whoa, it started in New York, and all of a sudden it's like, Trevor's dead? How did this happen? And I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Trevor sleeps through his village getting raided. He, uh, he okay, that's actually a story with this. Uh, when we, real quick, when I was a kid, I was like, ah, five or six, we had a house next door, like right next door, burned down in the middle of the night. We all slept through it. We woke up the next morning, and there's no neighbor anymore. So oh I God. would sleep right through it. <laughs> I would go with uh, probably Granddaddy Purple. Mm. So A, it's nice and relaxing. B, if you're smoking a little bit of flour and it's the apocalypse, there's no fucking cannabis strain that I'm not going to be able to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> But the real reason for it is because it will have all those purple hues. And to me in the apocalypse, more than consuming cannabis, it's it's a source of it's a currency, essentially. Yeah. And so I want something that's going to be nice and showy so that I can get top dollar. <laughs> you think you're going to be haggling over price per gram in the apocalypse? <laughs> I think whatever strain you have, you're going to be able to set no, your dude, market no. value. My <laughs> indoor is so good. It's worth three packs of top almond. Where is this electricity coming from your goddamn indoor? <laughs> have you never seen these cranks? You know what I mean? Like the Chevy Volt. If you ever, like, you got 55 miles and then the battery's dead. Ah, you pull out the crank and I get 56 miles. Yeah. <laughs> you got those solar panels. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. What about you, Keegan? I think I would do either... I mean, I smoke basically the same thing. It would be some sort of lemon string, but <laughs> probably super lemon haze. Honestly, that's a good one, too, especially because will there even be lemons? It's going to be like a, a lost flavor and taste. At right. That point. Yeah. It's yeah. like a nice bright. You were saying, you know, like, oh, you got to have some showy like you. You open that up. It's like opening up sunshine. Yeah. Maybe you haven't uh, showered in like three weeks. You're covered in human feces and blood. But hey. Oh, smells like lemons. I would gladly <laughs> rub weed all over me. Yeah, totally. No shit. Uh, and just from the growing standpoint, that can grow outside any Look fucking environment. Like you're going to be able to keep it going. Boom. Post-apocalyptic string. Let me know what you got. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll let everyone else say goodbye as well. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. No, thanks for hanging out. And uh, if you made it all the way to here, I mean, you are truly a trooper and hopefully you had a great time and smiled a little bit. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, everyone.